Hello, everybody. Jim here. And before we get into this week's episode, let me once again thank the Second Print Comics Podcast and in particular the host, Mark and Remzo, for sponsoring this week's show. So what is the Second Print Comics Podcast? Well, it's a comic book podcast with no limitations. It's fun, insightful, cool, educated. Did I say it's fun? I'm not... Each Wednesday, Mark and Remzo talk about a book, a trade, an arc, a movie, really whatever they want to talk about, yet they have a knack of picking something awesome, and they bring their unique backgrounds to it, and that is key. This past week, they talked about World War Hulk, the World War Hulk event, and coming up this Wednesday, they are going to be talking about Robert Kirkman's Invincible, the book and cartoon that everybody is talking about down at the local Five and Dime. And I'm going to get back to the idea of the unique perspective and things, because here's a little inside baseball when it comes to comic book podcasts. This this advice is free to everyone. Anybody can talk about a comic book. It, it, it's not rocket surgery here. Sure, some might be better than others, but at the end of the day, everyone is talking about that same issue. And the secret sauce are the hosts. And in my opinion, the hosts that end up being able to bring their unique experience and perspective is the kind of podcast that I love. And I think that it does elevate it because you can only get it from them. And what triggered this crazy aside from me? Well, when you listen to the upcoming Invincible podcast, and I know you will, you'll hear Mark talk about the idea that Invincible is a very, very special book to him. It is a book that ended up rekindling his love affair for comics. And that is awesome. I mean, the love affair with Robert Kirkman and his Invincible book, I think Mark should probably go marry it after you hear it. You might agree. And now all of that, you'd say, how do you know about this, Jim? That isn't out yet. Well, they have a early access of that episode on their Patreon right now. And to let you know, I am a supporter. I am a patron of theirs and have been before this whole, you know, ads and things like that, because I am a fanboy. I am full and full a fanboy of the Sick and Print Comics podcast. I listen to every episode that comes out Wednesday and I listen to all of the shows on their Patreon, even going through things like Falcon and Winter Soldier, and where I can tell you why I can say I, I love them. First off, I'm a frugal man and I pay the money, but also the idea that I listen to things that I don't necessarily think that I'm that it, I'm interested once I hear them talk about it and get fired up and things like that. But I am a subscriber to their Patreon. I think that you should listen to their podcast, and I think that will lead you to that as well. But here are some stats here. Go to at Second Print Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Also go to their website. It's secondprintcomics.com. And also go to their Patreon, patreon.com slash secondprintpod. Again, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Remzo. You guys are awesome. And now off to our show. People of Earth, how are you? You do, cause it's the Get Fresh Crew. You review the books, get shaved and dirty looks, now let Ron Tuck just say poo-poo. 
poop, poop. Welcome back, all you DC maniacs, to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 356 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. It is 356, Eric. We're here, and we're loud, and we're in your face, is what I say. Oh, no, I'm and so sorry. We're, we're here with four books tonight, four of the bigger books that came out this week, so that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, cool times going down at the gymnasium. You hang out down there with the medicine ball and stuff. <laughs> I have my shorts jacked up. I'm I'm like 50 strong is what I am, Eric. And that means I'm not strong at I got all. You. But hey, welcome to the podcast, everybody. And before we get into the books, we're going to do a little of the spring cleaning. A little of the file in the papers and stuff. I think if they you did that. Find it. I think they did a bit of spring cleaning outside of my apartment this week because yesterday I came in from work and all my dumpsters are gone. So yeah. wherever all the dumpsters for the spring there. cleaning. Holy. Oh my goodness gracious! My, my freaking parking lot looks like you now, just full of garbage. No, full of garbage. <laughs> kind of like your opinion. Hey, we're here. <laughs> hey, Can you, you believe wanna... they did that shit, though? They didn't send any oh, notes they got, out or anything God like darn that. darn, they cleaned they up, got right? Ri- no, no. They got rid of the dumpsters to take your garbage oh, out to. So they got rid of Jess. I just wanted to repeat that again. She's a type of dumpster. So it's a normal podcast. A couple times, but yes, here we go. Uh, and if you want to go talk to us, me in particular, really, but then I pass on the word to Eric, you can do one of two things, Eric. You can go over to our Twitter and follow us at Weird Science DC, and we will follow you back 100%. That is our creed and our motto. But also, you can email us. I'm just going to throw that in right here, Eric, at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And we do have a mail tonight. So that is a reminder for me to remember that, Eric. And also, go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. And Jim. if you want to, yes, yes. Oh, no, I'm the same oh. names now. Oh, okay. Fred. We're moving on to something new, so I figured we had to say a name. Okay, name. And also go to our Patreon account, Eric. You're messing me up now. That's what you're doing, which you you do all the time, Ted. Uh, It is patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get a bunch of shows. Some might even say a plethora of different things. DC Comics, Marvel, anime, manga, cartoon, all that sort of thing. But one of the big things that we do each and every week is a DC Comics Spotlight, a Patreon-only show that has two books picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew, boop, boop. Beep and a Boop, and they ended up picking this week Superman Red and Blue number two and Batman versus Rachel Ghoul number six. It took that for all of you. You know, Batman versus Rachel Ghoul number six. Eric, the book that finale. everybody is waiting for to end, and it did. We ended up doing the finale. I didn't get any word from Simon if we were able to make heads or tails of it. As I said on that spotlight, Simon is the de facto genius involved with that book. He can correct maybe, the code. Maybe insane is, is what I think. But we'll hear Simon's name again because now we're going to do, Eric, what we call the badass roll call. And this is for them. I should just skip this with that Batman racial golden nonsense they put us through, but we would never do that. Here we go. Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast. Ted Ropes, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Pauly, Optimus Prime, Cam, Joseph Watch, Sick, Matt Eraser, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Red has joined the Roco. Thank you, Red. Cisco, Matches Balone, Niels T. Wart. Niels told me that he's not going to get sexy in the slack. He told me that this week. David Ooh. Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, 
Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky. Check out his YouTube channel, Seller Dweller, Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben. Ruben's just from, you know, wherever he goes. Wherever he may roam, they say. Carlos, Lone Wolf Mar, Blue Hollywood from Malik Slip, Simon, there's Simon Genius, Luis, Manship, who thought I was mad at him, Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Dalton Needham, my man Pete from NYC, Sailor Moon, Mark, Rob Lewis, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, Double Aaron, and a shout-out to the all-time great Reggie. That is timing, Eric. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is going to be the best show ever. I can tell it right now. I mean, really, we got some Bendis books and stuff. I can't wait, Eric. Uh, One thing that I want to do before we do go into the books, though, do-do, is that I want to give a shout-out to Batfan9631, Eric. It was a a guy or gal, a person, who went on iTunes (laughs) and ended up giving us a review. You're always begging for reviews, right? Like you're begging just for sex. And he ended up giving a review and gave us a one-star review. One-star review, Eric, and said that we always complain and ended so up, you know, tried to listen a bunch of times and couldn't get through it. Well, this is something that's never happened, Eric. I don't know that it's happened in the, the history of the world. He actually went and deleted that review and re-reviewed the podcast because, because it seems he actually did sit through and listen to an episode and realize maybe we don't just complain all the time. Give us a four-star review. Still said we talk over each other, but that's kind of the flow. Of how we do it That's my flow Like that's what the rappers say Right I got the flow That's what they say to me They mean this old lady And I have to kiss my grits But you also end up Where he said He apologized He said that he wasn't Feeling well His migraine affected His review Eric A week long migraine Sucks though well, no, that I might. You come in, you're, your, all, you're no, all pissed off. You're like, all of a sudden, it's a two out of ten. No, no, that's you. When I say, "Hey, I really liked this before," and then you say, "Really? What are you a shield of the get fresh croupie boop?" And I say, "No." I what are you talking about? Things? You're like, "Oh man, you're just a jerk trying to get friends with you know the annihilator, Eric." And I'm like, "That's not me." The and annihilator? then I get mad at you. <laughs> so then I get, no, that's in my house. We end up where I get upset. And then I'm like, I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him. Like, he shared me so much. <laughs> Just because Eric likes something, I'm not going to. Why doesn't that go the opposite way, though? I never really go like, oh, I got to give this a 10 because Eric gave it a 2. And I don't know. We'll see how you affect my scores later. You, you do. It's in one of my blurbs. I will announce, too. I'm back to Eisner award-winning blurbs, or at least attempting to do those. Also, Eric, if you haven't realized, I have a big announcement here, Eric. I ended up getting my Adderall yesterday. I don't know if you can tell. I'm making up for lost time. I, I think I might have taken four today. I don't know You're why. I, I thought that possibly I didn't take it at one point, and then I kind of took a little more, you know, one for me, two for you, uh, things like that. Uh, I'm flying right now. But I just want to give a, that shout-out to Batfan9631. I am not somebody who it would go back, almost admitting he's wrong, really. I, I would never do that. I know. You know that. But I, I think that that takes a lot of, you know, not even guts or balls, but it, it takes just, you know, being a nice person, Eric, and going back. So thank you, Batman9631. I know right now he's deleting this. Now we're a two out of ten. It's just going to change whatever what happens with you. And, and you're, not, you're not clicking yet, this podcast, Eric. But just wait, Batman. He will. But I just wanted to shut that up. But with that, we're going to go off right now and talk about some books. For the part of the podcast we love, the me- 
Yes, and it is time for Jim's Reviews, even though this section's all Eric's I'm reviews. I'm surprised you didn't play Jim Rings the Bell with this for no, how you set it up. I, I didn't think that that was appropriate, Eric. I like to wait until, like, you only have one of three reviews. Or none. One, right? Or none. <laughs> no, no, that's the joke, Eric. These are the jokes here. Hey, everybody, here are the books. We're here to talk about two in this section, what I like to call the Justice Flash League section. And if you want to read the written reviews of these, both of these also done by America's sweetheart, Eric Shea, who's joined with me. I didn't announce you, Eric. You did yourself, but I think that officially I want to welcome you to the podcast. Uh, You go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com and read those written reviews. Look at the pretty pictures and then, you know, grimace at the Score at the bottom. Grimace, kind of just because it reminds everybody of you, Eric. But when we go it's into you're these. you're going to be so much higher than me? Yes. And okay. uh, with that, though, no. I don't know. I actually don't know what your scores are here. Usually, it's it's a weird deal. When we first started, we were miles apart, Eric. But we came together as one, uh, maybe Not listening that joke to number the Carpenters. Two well, no. Well, even then, what did you give it? An, an eight point five, and I think I gave it a seven or a seven point five. We, we weren't that far off. I just didn't like you that day. And I, I was more mad at you than the book, but I really had no I reason figured. to be right. No, I, I actually, you know, I'm not going to go and repeat that because who would want to recap everything that you already know, Eric? That's a segue. Because what are we talking about first? Justice League number 60, written by Brian Michael Vendis and Ram V, with art by David Marquez, Tamara Bonvillon, Josh Reed, Zermanico, Romulo Florida Jr., and Rob Lee. The, the Justice League get Naomi to tell us everything you already know about the character once again, while doing nothing new and to expand, elevate, or enhance the character beyond the idea that her world is not part of the multiverse, and even though we don't know what that means or how that works, Barry Allen has already figured out a way to travel there, leaving this should-be-huge revelation as something that should have been that should be looked past and moved forward from. Also, a JOD backup that pretty much just says Ragman is going to be here going forward. That was good stuff, Eric. I can tell that you're upping your ante, is what I said. Now, with this, there's going to be some people Let's talk about what I just here. said. Yes. Now, yeah, again, I actually, seriously, for this past Patreon spotlight, I almost said, because we had an anthology in the, the Superman book anyway, I almost made the declaration. 
We're done with these intro blurbs. We don't need them, but I do not want to rob everybody of my greatness. Eric is why I think we should still do this. Well, that's Plus why your, feel your weird. kids will never move out. They don't want to ever leave your greatness. That is true. Eric, that is very true. Uh, by the way, Rafe quit his job. I, I just wanted to throw that. Uh, the kid how long had, do you ask? The kid has had nine jobs and worked three days, Eric. It's not how it's supposed to be. Uh, but Ethan it? has a job he now. Cracked code. Yeah, really did. Uh, Ethan has a job at Target now. We'll we'll see how long it takes him before he's arrested. All right. Well, go. just make sure My that he lets me know what's going on in the toy section there. I know well, it should be fine, right? I'll give him a few dollars here and there to keep me listen, informed. The children. <laughs> what do you think? Now, with that, just as a. You know, we're already talking about my family. Let me give you a little update on Tanya. I mentioned the steric before. Tanya, and I'm not going to go into detail. Maybe we'll talk about it a little later, though. But Tanya ended up getting buzzers from Amazon, these buzzers. that you end up, like, talking into them. They record your voice and their buzzers because she thinks that our dog Mia is going to press them to get treats and go out to the freaking bathroom. I'm like, really? Our kids Amy can't even do that. I'm telling you, yeah, it's Congo. And, and, then, and then once we get past the buzzers, I bought American Sign Language. What, what teach me in a sign right, gym? Mia. No, I just think I hear it and I go and it's Ethan. Just pressing the button. Treats. Oh, he's, he's I, need, I again. need dinner. I need dinner. Treats. Yeah, yeah treats, Ethan, Daddy. the other day, uh, I said, Ethan, Hey, happy 420, you, you piece of crap. And he's like, what? Every day's 420 to me. I'm like, yeah, you better get out of my sight. I'm going to smack you one. Uh, but we have this Just League book, and I think that if anybody's going to throw shade at me and you after this podcast, I- I'm going to preemptive strike of this, is to say that I understand that a lot of these books, a lot of these writers are on the book, you know, brand new. This is Brian Michael second issue. This kind of repeat stuff is going to come up again for me at least in the Nightwing book and the idea that stories aren't progressing really quickly you're kind of uh, I don't need to be told though well there's only two issues in and stuff because this is recapping Naomi which is not just two issues in and, and the well, problem that's the thing is he this, has turned the Justice League book which you should be this the flagship book of DC Comics the one that you, everybody should be the most excited for and even the idea that we have a new fresh team which I'm always excited for and we've used this opportunity to pretty much say hey remember that character I created Naomi McDuffie I'm going to tell you all about her again because it's been a while since season one it might be a while since season two but this is now a Naomi League yeah and Remember when we ended up and I looked at she has been in over 30 issues. She was in Young Justice. She was in the Superman book, Action Comics. So she's been around. Every time she shows up, he has to do a little bit of recap. The problem is if this ended up being quick recap, and, and we were talking before, I do want to point out a shout out and a thumbs up to Brian Michael Bendis. He did a recap page. Like they do in Marvel. Some people might get upset. Oh, that's a Marvel thing, whatever. I don't care. I no, love it. No, it's a cool it. thing. I, I, I like, like that. And if that Having can a little circles there with the faces and the names yeah, for everybody on the it. team recapping what happened last issue. Like, you know, you and I we were talking about when we, like, you know, went over the Alien books. I don't do a lot of Marvel books. So when you and I get together and do the Alien book, that recap page helps a lot because a month is a long time in between oh, issues. You really and if like really that happens, too. I'm like, yeah. all right. The thing is, the alien one for what it was, I enjoyed the recap. Nothing really happened in the last issue of Justice League, so I didn't really need the recap here. It's like, oh, there's a ram horned like guy, Brutus here. Okay, we went to Naomi. That's my problem, is you have this recap page. What I want from this book, you're gonna force Naomi in. Okay, that's your prerogative, you're Bobby Brown, you're writing the book. The problem is is that you're saying, Hey, we're gonna tell people about Naomi. 
most of the people who would be real interested in this would say, I know everything that we heard in the, because this is surface level recap. This is not giving us any new info. And I think that the idea Don't that even, mention even the new idea, people, though, that's the thing. It's like, if you want to make sure the people who are no, like reading this book now know your character, Naomi, and you need to have this recap to make it really hit hard for what we're doing. But you just skip out because, you, like you said, it's very surface-level recap, but it takes a long time to do it. But like, even the idea that her parents, her adopted parents, are human and Ronnie, and I'm like, you know, that that was a big deal. Or even that there's a Thanagarian who helped you know raise her in the freaking town that she lives in in Port Oswego. Like, there's a lot of little things in there that like are interesting but do nothing for the character. And, and, and then you realize the when she doesn't break it up, like, oh, shit, that did do no- nothing for her yeah. story overall. And Yes, and the problem I have really is that I think that It's based on a way of not getting – well, unfortunately, it does get everybody up to speed because we don't know anything about her really. But if you are somebody who doesn't know, you never read all the other things, you jumped in at Future State or you jumped in right now and you're like, okay, let me check it out. I think that you'd be left with this weird idea that there's something missing, that you you aren't being told everything. Now, that might be a smart way to get you to go back to her – you know, six issue – but you're not going to learn anything else. And that's the thing. In such a little – nonsense surface level recap like we said it actually gives you all the info because we haven't gotten anything and that's what infuriates me because we have a recap page everything that we find out about her in this issue you could have had instead of saying superman batman the flash i mean you're doing a roll call we see the bubbles i know who's on the team don't give me that give me the recap of naomi that is obviously brian michael bendis's big focus Tell me the stuff about she came from an earth that was destroyed by superpowers. Now, And then when you get into it, let me know some more information. Let me have a full-out power set well, that's, that's spelled out. Is, me- even when we want to continue on with the idea of Naomi and her world that we don't know anything about, we find out in this issue, oh, my God, her world isn't in the multiverse. I'm like – what does that mean then? And the idea that Flash, okay, we just figured this out. She's not from the multiverse. We need to get there though. Hey, Flash, did you build a device to get someplace you've never been for and we have no idea about? Sure did. Okay. Yeah, yeah here we go. I, I hope that those I even you know, had time placards, to put everybody's little symbol on everything. Do you think they're removable? Because what happens if like somebody else shows up and like, okay, you got to stand on Naomi's symbol. Like Naomi has a symbol already. And, and that's another like, ah. thing. The, the idea that we already have Naomi symbol on a freaking cosmic treadmill that takes you outside to a world outside of the multiverse her symbol's already there and I'm looking at this thing because it's been bothering me ever since Naomi season one when we first saw her get her powers from a little black box but why is it so similar to a white lantern symbol? It is so similar and I, I you get the idea that is an art thing so I can't blame Bendis but a lot of things in any book he touches always seems to go a little too far to be able to mess up. And we even have a mention in this. I mean, you both saw it, a mention of Bothered Blue Devil. Blue Devil. Oh, man. Black Adam's on the team. Blue Devil's been begging to be. What? what as a statue form that we like. What, what is That's he the there? The thing is, you are doing a. Brian Michael Bendis, you were doing a book with Ram V, the writer of Justice League Dark. It's a, even a backup to your own book. And the last time we saw Blue Devil, the new Lords of Order had turned him to a stone statue that is now sitting in the Oblivion Bar. And you, I'm telling you, you, you could have used anybody in the DC universe, right? <laughs> he had you so always take many that picks. next level step to fuck something up that you don't need to it's like man blue devil's been waiting to get on this roster i'm like yeah 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 he is <gasps> it's it's as if he's like stuck so in close. stone waiting eric uh <laughs> also i want to know what happens when they go to use this because usually with the brian michael bendis deal 
uh, even when he changes names. Hey, my name's Drake. Oh, no, it isn't. Hey, I didn't like that. And he'll always revert it back or whatever. Just the idea that Tim Drake would go to Earth 3, meet his evil counterpart, and say, you know what? I want to follow that dude's lead. Yeah, really. I mean, this is what Bendis thinks is clever. My when last you end name, up having this new co- name. The new cosmic treadmill type deal, I think, is that to a T, that you have that. Well, what happens if you get like 12 people that want to use it? A lot of people piggyback rides or something. I'm going chicken fight in this shit. I imagine uh, it's a lot like, like that, like plug and connect kind of situation where they have like little adapters on there. You can put a new one in wherever you need to. It's almost well, like a Lego. It, there's not a lot of, I guess plug you can and put play, them on the outside treadmill. there, I guess. But yeah, it, it makes me laugh that the idea of this being a set thing, I think that it gets destroyed by the end. Like, oh, we can't do dimension hopping. We done messed up. Uh, but that's also a Bendis thing. Now, a lot of times that we're talking about Venice, you center on the idea of dialogue, over dialogue, things like that. One Sing thing song that, dialogue. One thing that drives me nuts here, and a lot of people I saw in the Slack chat were saying, oh, this is a lot better Bendis dialogue. I, I don't think so. It's the sing-song dialogue. Everybody seems odd. They all seem off. But the thing that really got me was because Naomi has these secrets, but she doesn't know them. She, she, secrets and, and you so, don't know. And that's the funny thing is some of these things that they're asking her, she actually knows more than she actually should for what we have seen already. And it's kind of odd, but you end up having Naomi answer so many questions with another question. There's like, hey, where do we go? Where? Hey, what's your power set? And it drives me nuts. And because of that, you waste time. You well, have a lot of that. things in this that Brian Michael Bennis continues to have dialogue that ends up repeating what other people say so that it, it extends the dialogue. So you have a repeat and a repeat of a recap. It drives me nuts. It really well, even does the drive idea that we're going to spend so much time to make sure that everybody's on board with Naomi McDuffie here, even though I feel like if you're reading the book, you were already on board with this because it's a Brian Michael Bennis story. Now it's the big push of this more. whole thing. And I'm telling you, I like her. I don't know enough about her to love her. But when you have this situation, we have I two issues her. of Justice League right now where all I ever really wanted Bennis to do was to come in and explore the idea of this Justice League team coming together. Not really just, all right, we're already here. I don't need to talk about this. Let's move on to Naomi. But like the idea that Superman is pushing so hard for Black Adam to be a part of this whole Oh my God. It, all it, we the had, whole deal of shipping them, it definitely. Definitely well, is now. Well, just the, all we had was that one interaction in the Infinite Frontier number zero, and all of a sudden, Superman, through all of the freaking trials and errors he's had with Black Adam over the years, you know, I think he has changed. He belongs on the Justice League. I'm like, and we're not really exploring that. It's just Superman's like, I have a feeling. I don't think we should do this. I have a feeling. Oh my God, Superman has a feeling. We better go with this. And that's what he keeps doing. He makes Superman. Elevated so much in here of just he's such a good guy he's that he's making he Green goes. Arrow look like a jerk because of how good Superman is and it's not and that's the only interaction they're really having together and it feels weird. Yeah, I wish that I had the sentimental music, Eric, because as I was reading this, I was doing it in a breathy way, and it's what are you doing here, Adam? I would seem the <laughs> same as you, according to my scientists. You and I will likely endure, but not Say much scientists else. Again, Adam. I can see there's something different about you. Something. And then Naomi, they're about to kiss. And Naomi's, excuse me, I'm Aww. here. Oh, you, Naomi. Oh, jeez. Uh, but yeah, the idea that 
Hey, Superman. Shows up. Um, what the hell? Oh, we weren't doing nothing. Oh, oh, what, what's going on? I, I thought he needed CPR. Oh, hello, Naomi. Oh, my um, God. It this was is my CPR. friend, Black Adam. Yeah, we, we know met. each other. Briefly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, end up having that going on. I have a and checkered history with Adam. Yes. On yes. again, off Very again, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm usually on top of Which is of why things, I though. impulsively reacted to him approaching you. I was jealous. <laughs> Sexy. Uh, but even when you go and you have the but arguments. Adam and I are here for the same reason. Yes. Yes, they are. Uh, and it is with Naomi. Love they making. both recognize her <laughs> with the powers and abilities and this whole thing. With She's Brutus on level. But again... You're getting a lot of things where, okay, how do they know this Brutus connection, all these things going on? They're going to go with it. But when you go back and have this extended argument about should Black Adam be on the team, I get it. I get it for everybody but Superman, who just basically seems to be a guy who has lost any sort of long-term memory. And whatever you do to him or with him at that moment, that defines everything and wipes out everything else. Because the idea, all somebody has to say is, Hey, Superman, how do you know that he's not just duping you? Because if he wanted to get on the Justice League, he'd kind of pretend he's good. Now, what we're going with is kind of connecting to the future state. Maybe that's the deal where he came back and he wants to be better. It does seem like he's even trying to to go with the endless winner situation, but he's even a dick in that. Yeah, he's a dick in that. So the problem is I hate when you have books and it happens a bit in the Flash book, too, where things happen. Just because the author wants them to happen. Hey, I want him on the team. No, no, no. Whoops, Superman said yes, so he's on, and he's on. And while I said there's an extended fight, I I just don't get all of this with why they would just let him on right away. And I think that it's so that you can cause this friction. You're going to end up having Green Arrow go off to join Checkmate, these sort of things with that, uh, probably because it's just nonsense. It's real nonsense. And even with that, we don't get any more of an advancement of the story because we're told that Brutus, the big, bad, shit-talking street guy from Naomi's planet, he had gone to Themyscira. And he ended up again. I mean, are you trying to make this guy a joke? Or, well, or even what the you idea doing? where you try to do this whole thing, because, you know, in order for anybody in our dimension to get to Themyscira, you got to go through a portal to get there because it's a hidden magical island. But he can go through another dimension to this hidden facility. Like, just the idea that, all right, we need to go to Themyscira. Do we need to explain why? No, just open a fucking portal. Okay, this is a little bit too much for him. Open up another portal. Hey, now we're in Central City. We're doing all the hits today, baby. Seriously, uh, that portal... I mean, it might as well be Steppenwolf with the boom tube. That just the idea. Like it's like, that's all, right, all it is. Where, where's Brutus going to go today? Condock, Themyscira, Central City. Like, can't the dude just show up to Gary, Indiana? Yeah, really. And now that's he'll show up in Naomi's hometown so she could, you know, watch Superman well, playing him. Zimbabwe already did that. I know. Well, that's and what before, you do, as we were told, it seemed like that was the breach point for their world yeah, to ours. Got, We've gotten rid yeah, of that. Yeah, that got rid of. And so they're sitting there, and a lot of the stuff is, hey, not like, ask Naomi, what's going on? Well. You already had Batman and Superman especially look into Naomi's powers, trying to figure out things, and they came to a dead end. Mr. Terrific really was doing it. the same thing. And now it's just like, hey, Naomi, what's Maybe going on with your Connor world? I don't, recall, yeah. I don't recall now. Yes, but, it, you know, hey, what's going on with your, oh, my world? She knows the background story of it from what she was told, little dribs and drabs and stuff of this world that was destroyed. And you ended up having the bad guys win, whatnot. You still don't get much of it, but you get this. Oh, by the way, we figured out that your deal is in another dimension. 
And I just think that's another one of Bendis's deals. He tried Is he to do trying this to like bring this up before because it didn't seem like he explained it before, like you know another dimension. That's it wasn't one of the, the Earths in the like the fifty two multiverse. You know but what? Now I got in the, the omniverse. He could have just said any freaking planet he was inside the multiverse, Except and it would have worked. This is what I think he's worried about. This is gonna, and maybe I'm giving him a big benefit. I think that he's worried that somebody will call him out. Now you could call him out for eighty things anyway, but I think Blue that devil. he's worried about. The reforming of the Omniverse to make it that he's afraid that maybe that would be called out, that it would have fixed that Earth and it would have been different, just like the new, you know, crime syndicate Earth 3, things like that. I think that that might be what's pulling him well, off of that. Well, that's the thing is we never said which Earth it was in the last one. We don't know if it survived before, if it was one of those evil Earths, because you know the masses are picking doom no, and I'm going I'm not just perpetual. even saying evil Earth. I'm just saying the idea of an Omniverse Seems like everything might reset a bit, and he's worried that somebody would go. But I would have went with the reset and actually been able to then explain it from the street level deal of it, and like from ground zero. Now, but it seems you like don't a weird that. thing outside of this moving forward because you know it's nothing we could do about it. He said dimension before, like you know we had an omniverse, and now it's still a dimension. I don't know how we're dealing with that or where it's going to go within the like you know the map of the multiverse. Is it in the sphere of the gods for some reason? Like I feel like it should still be mapped out somewhere. Yeah. Well, and that's not. the thing. The weird thing about this is, and and you're right, he could have just said, and all he had to do was say, we think that your Earth is in the Omniverse, because nobody knows what the hell that means. And there's a Fortnite planet, it seems, there. You could do anything with it. That's why they made it. Yeah, that's why they made it. the universe. So the idea where you could still, like, it, it doesn't take much to say... Well, Barry, can you figure this out? Well, this Omniverse is no. new. I'm not sure. No, I'm just saying about how to no, get I'm just there. No, this is what Barry's going to do. Deal. Can you figure this out? No, because I don't know this new Omniverse. That's the deal, though. How does he know the dimensions? He still sets up a cosmic treadmill to get there. Just all he has to say is, listen, it's a little wonky. I'm not sure what's going on right now. Later, he's supposed to go and check it out. Well, even uh, the know, whole thing is like, Calvin Ellis. This, so, this is a modified, you know, like, you know, cosmic treble. I use this to go travel through time and the multiverse. But, but we're not doing those things, That's Barry. the problem. That's why I think you should have just said it's somewhere in the omniverse. And with that caveat of we've never done this before. I've only been the old, you know, multiverse. I'm not really sure if this and will work because at the end it well, doesn't. It goes almost with the whole thing with, you know, like uh, Mr. McSplickle, uh, Mr. Like Mr. Mixelplick with the fifth dimension and even the sixth dimension, the, the imagination it, we it, had before. Because when you start going through dimensions, it doesn't really no, chime right. And that's you know, again – he tried to do this already before, so he's keeping with that. And it drove us nuts then. Listen, we have a multiverse here, Bendis. You, you don't go to me. And uh, he's, he's that's a story, and he's sticking with it. Uh, but again, is that one of those things where you could have just done one little thing to make it work better? I see a lot of casuals there. I don't want to, you know, put an adjective oh, before wait. that, but you know, I see guys, you know, a guy named Tom, and he ends up like this stuff. He eats it up, and like, oh my god, I love it all. And then you point out, oh, didn't bother me, uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, it did bother me. Uh, so when we point this out, but also again, you have a part. Hey, Naomi, can you hold this mace? You know, hold my mace. Is that the new deal there? <laughs> and why? No. Why am I holding? And and even that, it goes on too long. Why am I holding the mace? Well, it's made of ant metal. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, Brutus seemed to react different to us. We wanted to see, and now, it just goes on and on. She goes, think- I feel cooler. Just to, here's the deal, though. I feel cooler. Oh, yeah, it does that. Yeah, and you have wings. Ah, oh, you're done messed up again. Is she going to unclip them and put them on Naomi then? But the thing is, nonsense. though, like the idea, like, you think this is going to actually pay off in the end of the story arc? We're going to figure out the connection yes. to Nth Metal and Brutus? 
No. And and really, now, seriously. Again, and going and deep diving into the idea that you, we're talking a lot in Slack chat about a connected universe. How it seems like a lot of the books are like jiving more with the other books that are coming out. Like the, the writers are actually talking to each other about what's going on in the DC universe. And they're doing something that makes sense of this whole thing. Do you think the idea that Just League are going to Naomi's world so that they can stop the breach and they say we have to do it from their side in order for this work. And that's the only reason that we had, you know, Philip Kennedy Johnson's first issue of Superman talking with John. Oh, actually, I think it's the second issue or action comics where John had to go to that universe and then breach the freaking gap with that now, beam from star labs. Yeah. And that's what they're like, is you think that's the, the thing, only though, reason we had maybe, that? but it, it also just reminds me too much of that, you know, that dimension that Tom King had wonder woman and Batman in that can only be open from the other side, but that didn't make sense in the deal. I'm like, why do you have to go there to breach it and close Look, it? And- everybody, we have to go to this dimension to stop the, the, the demons from getting through. But you already told us you can only open it from that side. The demons can't open it from this side. We got to stay there and stop <laughs> the demons. There. We don't know any better. All right. We're like sheep. Uh, but yeah, the, the shit thing, and when you go through this too, uh, there's a couple things that, that bothers me in this. You you end up having them go to talk to Hippolyta. Hippolyta ends up in a crater. She tells them, hey, the, the he was on Themyscira. She ended up, and that's the thing. I'm not sure of the, the kind of boom tubes teleporting deal is, but Hippolyta ends up following him through one, which is something that we didn't really see and had problems with before. But why aren't they, when the downtime saying, we're really sorry what happened to, to your daughter? Like the, um, I'm you know what I'm saying? Was closed. No, I'm saying, though. This almost just looks like the portal from the Doctor Strange movie. So the way that, you know, Cumberbatch just opens them up with his little, like, winky-do hands. It does, but she jumps through it and follows them. And that was like, oh, it repelled before. But is that only the portal to the home world and not among the deal? Because it's not explained. But I really wish that they would have said at least one thing like, hey, uh, we're sorry about what happened with your daughter. You know, we're going to find her. We don't we're think not, she's dead. We're whatever. talking about Naomi right now. We well, ain't got know, time for no condolences. Nobody said anything last <laughs> issue. I mean, at least Ram V well, mentions it. it last you know, issue. I'm saying when they're talking in general, nobody's even mentioning Wonder Woman as if it's like, let's not, you know, Nick Ixnay on the Under Woman, A, because we don't want to get sad or whatever. And now when Apollo's there, they don't say anything. They start pushing her up. Oh, man, she's awesome. All that stuff. If you would read this book, you would almost think that. Bendis thinks that nobody remembers death metal and what happened with it, but we were told that everybody does. You have yeah, her mentioned. Bring it up in yeah, Ram V mentions it a bunch of times, and and you should. I mean, she is a huge character that is no longer on the team. Is it a weird thing? Like almost she jumps ship, like you know, like Wonder Woman, even though she was on the Justice League and the Justice League Dark, because she was a part of this other faction of the Justice League. We don't talk about yeah, that's her what anymore. It seems like it's like a girlfriend that she breaks had up to with go. You. Who are you to go hang about? out with those goth kids? Diana, who? I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, the whole thing is going down with then Hippolyta sees Black Adam. Oh my God, what are you doing? They're going to end up following through this portal. You end up having the little discrepancy. Superman says, I don't think it's an invasion. It's just one guy. Batman says, I think it is. They kind of go back and forth. And even with that, you have these, you know, the Brian Michael Bendis-isms where everybody has to be a jokester. You have Green Arrow. At one point, Superman's like, you're real funny, Green Arrow. That, that is the hint to shut your damn mouth. Because you're about to get heat visioned. I mean, it's like, really, stop it. And even when Superman says... Oh, God, he's not Joe Pesci. Man, really. Superman says at the one point, like, listen, asshole, this is all you were yelling about last issue. You wanted to have more people. And then they're, like, going through files to say It's just nothing happens by the end. Yes, it is an introduction, reintroduction of Naomi. But just in my mind, you're getting more of a reintroduction of the character model and design because we see her. But anything else is just hearsay 
and was for I got my powers recently. Yeah. Okay. That's thank it. you, Naomi. I got my powers recently. Real recent. Yeah. We we heard it, it was yesterday. You I'm keep not saying from this that. world. Yep. There I'm you a go. Powerhouse. Yeah. A pow- okay. That's what got me angry. Like, oh, <laughs> my power set. I'm a real powerhouse. Ooh, what is your villain's name? Oh, he goes by the name of Shit Tag. Like this dialogue is nonsense. Like, you know, and oh, well, he went by somebody. And that's only there because I think that people are like, you know, oh, my God, this isn't Brutus. I, why did he change it up to have another guy anyway? You could just went simple with it. I like it. Hey, my, He's my villain's opening name. up the rogues gallery of Naomi. Since you so know, you know so much about her already, we've got to expand this rogues I mean, gallery. I'm, seriously, if you're going to have. Brutus, Zimbardo, shit, they're all coming really, out the woodwork now. If you're going to have Green Arrow. And Barry be like, you know, yuck, yucks when he, oh, my villain, Zambato. What was that? The forbidden dance? That's what I would have said there. I would have made people giggle. Uh, but yeah, the whole idea where they even have, hey, is this him? Do you know this guy? Well, that's a little pixelated. What? Why do I have to know that that is pixelated? It's like everything is the dialogue plus one. It's like everything has to have that extra couple words on there to drive me nuts because it doesn't do anything for the scene it doesn't do anything it just is him trying to make it more realistic more natural dialogue the problem is what used to be like he's so 2000 when eric in this even with the nth metal the idea that that's still being brought up nobody's talking about that anymore and he still thinks it's a big deal and so it is a big deal Joe. it is Should for always certain talk about characters it. but not in the way he's doing he's almost doing it the idea and plus we thought that everything was taken there was none left but you know it, it, we, we haven't dealt with that since metal well, itself i'm saying we haven't dealt with nth metal except it works with the character with Ken, but you're you're making it the big thing i'm waiting for that map to come up on her wings again and stuff um uh, but yeah at the end of it i, I just we didn't get anything we didn't get anything except at the end naomi goes and barry done fucked up again naomi's stuck on her world at least we think we wouldn't know because we've never been there but it's a destroyed world obviously so you yeah, go with it looks that like crap guys, That's world. and i think that what he's doing here is like yeah you know i want to put naomi on the just league but those pesky Justice Leaguers are getting in the way of my story. So I'm just going to have her go and get on her home planet without them so I can just send her on her. Do you think great. that they just told DC is all like, we can't let you have uh, Naomi season two? That's Maybe. okay. Like, it'd be funny, too. They're like, listen, we're going to tell Bendis that he can't have season two. He's going to get real emotional. So everybody be, be calm and we'll try to talk him down. Hey, uh, Bendis, you can't have season two. Oh, Really? Yeah, that's okay. And then he giggles out as he leaves. They're like, I don't like what's going on here. I'm scared. Justice oh League. Oh my God, I'm scared. He's like, oh, I I'll hardly have my knew justice. We don't need any Justice League where we're going. <laughs> justice will be mine and Naomi's. And then walks away. And then actually, as he goes, he's like, hey, you better watch out. Naomi's a powerhouse. They're like, we don't even know what that means. Get the hell out of here. Uh, it's funny, too, because I thought maybe there was a crack the code moment with this whole uh, recap page that I thought maybe an editor's like, listen, you spend too much time spinning your wheels. You can have a recap page. Just put the Naomi stuff on. He's like, oh, really? I don't think so. And then just tells us who's on the team. My and stuff. watch. But yeah, with this. Naomi gets thrown in. People love Naomi. I, I understand that. I, I could go with you. I like her. I, I am 
geared up to love her. If you can give me a power set, give me a thing. I think she's an intriguing character, pretty cool, whatnot. I always like when the somebody would take Tanya Spears, the like the second Power Girl, and make her like this definitive character and use her awesome. to the point where she becomes powerhouse, like we saw in Future State. Like, uh, yeah, Future State. Because I want to see more of that character. Because the last we saw of her outside of that, like she was stuck in that other dimension with the original Power Girl yeah, dimensions. I think it was in like outside of time wormhole situation she was stuck in. After last issue, though, the thing that me and you probably – I can't really speak for you, but I think that you would say the same. Like, you, you want to see more of Black Adam. You want to see more interaction with him. See what's going on. Maybe them talk about it. Maybe he does reveal that he knows more than, than we know and that he future – like something like that. But with Naomi there, it just ends up slamming on the brakes of a book that hasn't even gotten out of the gate yet. How can you do that? I mean, you're ending up at the, the, you know, starting line. The pistol hasn't been shot and you're slowing things down and it's crazy. And then you just have Hippolyta just, what up? You want to be on the team? Yep. She's on. No sort of introduction with her or anything. It's she's just a all child Naomi. on the Justice League. She should be like, you put her on the Young Justice for a reason. You can't just say, well, I'm not working on that book anymore. I'm over here. So she's a Justice Leaguer now. And, I'm like, and, yeah, yeah, she shouldn't be. And just the thing, if people hadn't known Naomi, like we said, the idea that he's trying to get them on board, whatever. They had her at the Hall of Justice doing multiple tests and couldn't figure out shit. And so now all of a sudden they're just relying on her hearsay to go do things and drive forward this deal. And he has to have her say, I'm a powerhouse so that people, oh, that's why she belongs on the team. She doesn't. She doesn't have the experience. She even says, I just got my powers. Yes, it is the key. But even that, they they jump to the deal. Well, we're going to need you to breach this thing to go to your planet. Well, how do you know this and what's going on? Uh, so at the end, yeah, I was, I was disappointed. I, I was expecting what we got, uh, but I was still kind of disappointed as well. But we go off to the Ram V story. Which is better. The J.O.D. backup. Yeah. And the thing is, but it's, it's is still it better? Same. Because it's what does better. it do for you? You have Etrigan telling us what excited. we know from last issue. Talk about Merlin's back and he's up to no good. And Merlin goes to a bookstore for this guy. I want to know the, what it means. He's going for a first edition of, uh, you know, Jorge Luis Borges' books. First edition of this, that he's going to bring these creatures in this alive. Because I know he did the one thing where it was like, Oh, what was it? Like the history of fantastical creatures or something like that. It's, that's not what it is, but along those lines, but, I don't know the significance of this this writer to say like Merlin's connection to where he needs to have these first editions to magically make the monsters in these books come to life and ravage a bookstore for no reason and only have Ragman show up. Like, anger me, Eric. That's why I think it's better. And I just yeah, you mentioned Wonder Woman. I'm telling you, for some reason, that's kind of a trigger with me that these people are pretending that she never existed in some of these books. But it, it's this slow burn deal. You know, and why is everybody Merlin. pushing like Shay to Etrigan? This whole thing—he shows up to the Hall of Justice because he has some dire information from you know Jason Blood about Merlin being back. He goes to the Hall of Justice to talk to the JLD and the Justice League, and everybody's pissed off to Etrigan. And I'm like, you guys have worked with—they've worked with him over and over again. Even the even the Whoopers like, wasn't he on the team before? Yes, yes, he was. Yeah, I think that it's like one of those things. You know, we work with a bunch of dudes. I don't want him hanging around a you know a young girl that might—I don't know. He's <laughs> Batman says you mess wow. with. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to deal about with you. I'm, I, he's a demon. I don't know what he yeah, did. He's a rhymer, uh, though. Yeah, he is. And a schemer. <laughs> uh, and the old deal. I mean, he is here just because of the Jason Blood connection, what we got in Future State with Merlin well, and, and all again, those things. The idea, like, 
the forced nature of this whole thing. Why does Jason Blood need to turn into any, like gone, gone form of man? Because all right, now go over there and talk to the like. Why didn't Jason Blood just walk up to the Hall of Justice and do it himself? I guess Cassetrican. He is the weapon of like I forget how it works out, but the weapon of hell and like the the gift of God and stuff like that in order to beat back Merlin. But like Mer- like Jason Blood does have this connection to Merlin Etrigan as well and stuff like that. So I just don't know why Etrigan had to come out and be the voice box for freaking Jason. Here's Blood. the deal. If you can get a Ryman and a scheme and Etrigan or a boring ass Jason Blood. I mean, Jason Blood shows up. You're just waiting to Etrigan to show up then later, uh, in my mind. So you just go with it, right? And maybe it's one of those where they're going to put their worst foot forward. And if they agree with them, then you know they're down with it. But this whole deal Batman says, and it's a Batman moment. The weird thing is where you have this. And like you said, you have set up that we don't really know what's going on whatnot i think it looks great and i like the dialogue but it does become more of a batman book at one point with that threat and hey i'm a demon yeah i'm batman yeah you know what i mean and and that kind of takes the the focus and the tone away from what this book is um maybe though maybe this is setting up that at one point be kind of a funny thing have you ever heard of a crossover event that only happens in one book because it goes through the back of as well that's pretty crazy right well and i will tell you this that. out of everything that we've been dealing with this extended page counts or having backups in book this is actually the best i've ever seen where you have a continuation because it doesn't even feel like a backup it feels like a legitimate continuation it feels of what like we're yeah they're doing because even things. though our just like just went off to naomi's home world this could be a conversation they had like a few days ago where it's like, okay, let's go down to the JLD. Etrigan's here. Oh my God. What's up with this? Well, we ain't got time for you because we got Brutus problems over here. So go figure it out yourself, guys. Maybe it's one of those that you have to get Etrigan there because that would be the way that everybody would want to get involved. Like, all right. oh, Etrigan's there. We better all talk to him. Uh, if that's the case too, let's just say this. Like, why is Etrigan there? Let's say, oh, this is why. But why – did Merlin have to go to this bookstore to get the first editions of this writer, which also just happened to be in Gotham because that's where Rory Regan's from, just so we can have Ragman in the book? Ah, uh, because Ragman's in the future state. I'm telling you, Eric, all these things seem really forced. Like, you don't need to get was all Ragman those. Was future state? Yeah, they ended up going and getting him. Now. And that was, remember, he ended up where he didn't know, and then they got a soul that they were like, oh, my God, the soul or whatever the hell that thing is. And they got the deal and went, and he ended up turning and they got the nonsense there. All I'm thinking about is Constantine with the suit of souls yeah, and deceased now. Yeah, that was pretty now. cool too, but it was uh, yeah, really, that was the other deal with the deceased. Uh, you end up though in the future state, he was there, because they ended up where they were going on that road trip, they ended up stopping and grabbing him to go off and now, he now, said for that whatever he hadn't reason, had any souls in the if, suit at if, that uh, If Merlin came here specifically to cause damage because he wants to bring out Roy Re- Re- uh, Reagan's, this the rag man, and this is just to, like to do something to screw with him, that makes sense, but just having Merlin show up for these things feels weird and also Roy just showed up like hey Elias I got them old books that my daddy's trunk had I'm gonna give them to oh my god there's monsters here ragman yeah really that's what he says he's like coat beyond he yells uh I think that maybe and, and you, you can tell riches. me now that'd be awesome <laughs> rags to bitches uh you end up going on I think that one of the problems is is that this story, and I, I say it all the time, I, I'm starting to like, like, I like Ram V's stuff this week. I, I judge each issue and some of it, he gets wordy, Eric, he, he really does. And now you're giving him a condensed space. And I think that maybe he's, he's there. Okay. I want to have this big story because I think there's some things missing, like you said, in explanation. So that when you end up just having Ragman, hey, at the end for the deal, rags to bitches. And he goes, Enter with that, Ragman. it feels like. It's too quick. It feels like it was because it isn't, and it is too quick. 
uh, because he hadn't had that space that he usually has with like three pages of narration and things like that. But I- I'm going to give him the benefit. I think that he must be going towards something especially because he doesn't have a lot of space that I, I hope that he kind of gets used to this and goes because it must be something that's drawing him out and having Ragman there. I think it is dragging him out because he needs, you know, Ragman. He wants to do this and we're seeing Merlin in well, those Ragman's early cool. He deals. should be part of the JLD. Damn, he should be right. featured way more than he is currently. And I think that, you know, when we get Merlin Rags and, to bitches. And, and just think of the idea, Rags, you know, <laughs> Rags to stitches. That's what you do to treat people who tattle. Uh, but remember when we were talking and people did like his, you know, that future state just leaked dark a bit. Uh, but even then, we were left with this idea of like, what the hell happened? Like, what, what was Merlin up to? And how do you do that? And I think that a lot of these books, instead of going back to this normal run of things, I was talking about it in the Slack, where you're like, okay, let's see where it's averted. They ended up keeping some of the story that would have been better served in future state as set up and are doing it now. And everything seems too quick, like going and just having Merlin already setting up things that's going to happen, you know, eight years from now, five years from now, all these things going on. It just feels too quick. Four years. Yeah, it just feels too quick, though, to get to that already. But Merlin, he's a patient guy. Right, and I do like yeah. the idea in this. It's been alive that, a long, long time. And Ram V even realizes that most people, if they're just jumping on, like, oh man, Merlin's in town. They're like, oh right, that's awesome. What is he going to do? Magic show? No, not that. This Merlin's bad. He's not that good. And I like that he points that out. I still like it better than the first story, but overall. I don't know. I feel like we get the same amount of information from both stories. Yeah, it just it only takes a couple pages, though. That that might be a, a backdoor shade at Bendis. It took him that long to give you nothing. But what did you give this overall? I ended up giving this a 6 out of 10. I thought the book looked great, and I, uh, I'm i interested in where we're going. I just wish the Justice League book was about the Justice League and not Naomi specifically because – I like this team and want to see them work together and just not have this weird bend us back and forth as they do here. But I look forward to the Merlin story as well. We just didn't get a lot out of this issue. It's just like, Etrigan's here. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Right, here's here. Ragman, everybody. Well, guess what? Ragman's here, too. The gang is hey, all everybody. here. Merlin's hey. coming. He's a magician. Yeah. He's the magician. You, also, Ragman. You know who else? Blue Devil. He's a statue. Uh, with it though, and all that, um, what's anybody to help Blue Devil? I, I want to, by the end of all this stuff, and you know, when we get a certain amount of Bendis issues, because he does take a while to get things going, and it, it already feels like some of these characters, like in the Young Justice, and unfortunately, Young Justice, the characters that got pretty much thrown to the side were, you know, Teen Lantern, Genie Hex, all these that we wanted to know more of, but I, I have a feeling Amethyst, that, but yeah, I didn't Amethyst, know more about but him. yeah, but I, I, you already see like some of these characters in here, like an Aquaman's just there for some side jokes and, and some sharks and things like that. Aquaman's and now there. we just added two more characters to the team with Apollo and, you know, almost officially black. Well, this Adam is what there, Bendis so. always does. I know. And that's like, what I want to have a room full of characters. What are you going to do with all of them? Nothing. Yeah, and I just like looking at them. Actually, it's like, no, like no one they're there and everything because we don't get story progression because then after five issues, he realized, Oh shit, I haven't done anything with Aquaman. One shot that makes no sense, and then I'll have to do another like, one all shot Black later. Canary does in this issue is like, you have changed, Dolly. I've seen it. No. Thanks, Dinah. Thanks for showing up Please, today. That page, it's like you've changed too. Change, change, change. Here, somebody gets out a quarter, change. And it's all back and forth. Nobody says anything. Also, she ends up with like some crazy joke at one day. It just it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But uh, that's that, Eric. We're going to move on to the next it? book. I give it a six, just like you, I said. Okay. Uh, so we'll move on to the next one, which is what? 
The Flash, number 769, dude, with written by Jeremy Adams, with art by David Lafuente, David P- Brandon Peterson, Mike Atelier, Louis Guerrero, and Steve Wands. Wally West says Quantum waits into the future, into the body of Impulse, Bart Allen. Now it's up to him and Gold Beetle to figure out how to stop a giant dominator that has somehow infused the Speed Force before our hero can move on to some other time to right what wrong once went wrong. The question, though, is, like Dr. Sam Beckett, can Wally West ever return home? Because when he was zapped back in time, it looks like his body was destroyed in the process. Yeah, and so with all of this, if you're going to go time traveling, you're going to get you know crazy with it. You start at Quantum Leap, you get some Bill and Ted rules here. You're just throwing it all in there. And it's not horrible what they do, but you are. No, Gold Beetle is a fun new character. And the whole idea where she has met Wally before, but Wally doesn't know who this is because of her time travel prowess and whatnot, where she even calls him Captain. Certain things like that are like, I want to know more about what point It's a little too heavy handed because she keeps mentioning things and like, time rules. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, the thing that I think with the Bill and Ted, though, is hiding something so that later you can get it. You could do all that with the uh, crazy deal there to well, take that down. Happen? You'll see. Yeah, you'll see. I mean, where's the princesses? You end up where it's a fun issue. I actually had some fun with it. And it is fun with Gold Beetle. I think that what happens by the end is I don't really need too much more Gold Beetle because she does get a little bit annoying to me. Uh, and I saw some people love her. Some people don't. Um, but it is the idea. If she's going to be our resident time traveler here going forward, I can have fun with that. If she shows up here yeah, and there, I don't and think she's going to show things. up again in this in the in right away. It seems because of the idea of saying like, "Hey, you know." No, I mean that's did, not like this yeah. book, but I mean in the DC universe in general. I just don't need her to keep going. Well, wait till we see the bubble gun. I, oh, don't say. Oh, I'm sorry, because it's just too much. It ends up almost every sentence with her messing up. But I don't mind her being there because of the time travel stuff and all and her connection, it seems, with Bart and, you know, with Wally jumping in. But she can hear all this going on, tuned in the frequencies. But with this, I had fun with it. The problem is, is you're still jumping to conclusions and using the speed force as just a catch-all deal of things going wrong. And we have to fix it. Uh, that's a shame. And after these two issues, it seems like we're just going to go and keep doing a scavenger that's hunt of things. Scavenger they hunt even nonstop. kind of mention it in the issue. But with this, you can have some fun with it. Like I said, it's a Bill and Ted's rule. It's even almost well, it's like the, the Avengers not- Endgame rule. You know, you're changing some things so later they'll it's be there so and whatnot. It's so non-consequential just because we know that we have to do this because the Speed Force is dying for some random reason. Wally was chosen because of the special connection to the Speed Force to have his body disintegrated, thrown back through time, forward through time, where he has to come to these aberrations and like put a plug in where the Speed Force is leaking out. And each time he does, a little bit of that Speed Force is going back to bury out in the present time, even though in every other time it's not affected except for whatever the present is. The present is all that counts for some reason, and we're just going to go and do all these, but we don't know why this happened except for last issue. Green Arrow said, it's like a hurt animal. <laughs> oh, oh, thank really? you, Green Arrow. Thank you, Green Arrow. You're pretty good at this. Um, but yeah, you end up getting Bart in the book in a weird way because while he's inside him, Eric, as I said, but uh, that's kind of cool. And the connection between, uh, you know, Gold Beetle. And while well, even like now, a part, I, I might want to like see about this. that. We're, if the idea that you have a full grown looking impulse, just because it's, it's Wally West and we're supposed to be sitting here, but like, you know, looking like in the, in the costume of Bart out, it looks weird and this strange to me, but I don't know if I would have liked it better if we just saw Wally West as Wally West, but if you looked in the mirror, because we're pulling quantum leaps so often in this book now, in the mirror you see Bart Allen the way he's supposed to look, but like when we see it, it's just Wally I West. I think that we're seeing him through the mirror of our heart, Eric, and we see both. 
That's what we're saying. I don't want to see a giant impulse. Well, do you want to see a giant dominator is going through like a kaiju? It made me laugh when he's stomping on buildings. This this dominator is having the time of his life there. Well, this really is the is. reason that I hate the Speed Force because even they said like for whatever reason the Speed Force when it released from Bard Allen and went to the dominator, you know, it made that raptor in the in the prehistoric era. It made him fast. It made this dominator grow. I guess the Speed Force makes things happen differently each time it affects somebody. I'm like, I guess it does. We have seen this, but it never yeah, makes sense the, to the me. Weird it's just thing a weird thing they it. always throw out. And because you start prehistoric times, you don't have a grass. You don't have a grass of the BC flash or whatever. But I would have liked the idea where when he goes back, and I, I, it's a weird deal. Yes, he's going through flashes. We don't know what. Maybe we should have seen a little of that BC. And maybe the animals and people and aliens that are affected by that speed force in that time end up kind of taking on a persona or at least whatever that like impulse all of a sudden this dominator is just going and, and going hog wild because it's impulse and he's doing uh just having them get bigger is so wonky but it is able to be pushed aside because speed force it, but that's not good you can't base things on because we're sitting there where our team of mr terrific barry allen and oliver are trying to come up with what seems to be scientific reasons of things happening and then you're just throwing, well, well it's problem. just the happening there. It's yeah, not scientific. That's my, it's my biggest magic. problem with it. And so with that, you end up having a story that is fun because of the speed force, but it gets a little irritating because your explanations all just end up being speed force. And you well, just that's the thing is, I can't blame Jeremy Adams for this ridiculous nature because well, he's he not doing anything new with, with the this. Speed force, no, I'm so. saying though. He he's not doing anything new. This has happened all the time through different Flash comics. Even when we had the Reverse Flash show up as his New Fifty Two persona in the New Fifty Two, where he was going throughout time and collecting people with Speed Force powers who had different Speed Force as powers and made his you know Reverse Flash family going forward to try to take out Barry Allen and stuff like that because everybody was affected by the Speed Force differently. And I'm like, I hate that. Yeah. Well, I have another issue too. As you go through this, Wally, he even mentions it in this, and you end up having Goldbeater like, really? Bah, ha, ha. She does that a lot. Of, hey, I, I'm retiring. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm actually <laughs> going to give up the speed. Ah, yeah, you're not going to do that. You're so funny, Captain. The funny thing about that is, is a gold beetle should know that, you know, time, the linear nature, and, well, you know, not the linear nature, the, what still with that, we thought that what we were the having. Fluid there, nature? Yeah, I couldn't come up with it. We had the idea that this was the, you know, Almost like the M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end was going to be Wally going to save the Speed Force, but all along it's saving him. We thought that maybe it got pissed off. It has a different connection. And it ended up doing this because Wally wanted to sever it. It's so it's almost like lover. Spider-Man 2 or the movie Spider-Man 2 where Peter Parker was sad and didn't and his powers left him. So he's like Spider-Man no more. But instead... You have the speed force to the yourself. powers from everybody else. Wally's jumping through things as an apparition, a ghost type deal. And in that first issue, even into this one, like I still want to think that the end is that the speed force is trying to teach Wally that they need him, but we're not getting lessons at all in these. You end up where, oh my God, a caveman, I'm running away from a dinosaur. He gets fast. Zoom. He goes, now I'm Bart Allen, impulse. Oh my God, a dominator's big. Let's hit him with something from the bed. So nothing at the end really even gets us to a point where I'm like, all right, now you solve that one. It just ends up actually solving the wonky thing that was set up that made no sense to then move on to the next deal. I mean, maybe he has to kill Hitler next, Eric. That would be something well, that would the, point the, out. The but thing really is weird overall, because – if you're going to go with the idea that you think that like there should be a background story in this about the Speed Force trying to teach Wally a lesson and like you know fixing things like putting himself out there for everybody else because this is what Wally would do, 
it doesn't work because even in the first issue of this new run of the flash they said that like it's not like a consciousness like you would think it's more primal and it doesn't have these kind of complex thoughts but like then this. they so made it, even, it like now that. it just needs you help me please i'm hurting so i'm gonna send you back in time to make sure you stop me yeah from hurting. i think that they don't know but again they were jumping to conclusions but i think that the idea though is that you know you had this deal and wally has to figure out because even it's kind of pushed a little with uh, Gold Beetle, but not enough to give Wally that sense of, oh, my God, I got to do this with what? You can't retire. You're the captain. You did this. You're doing that. You're going to save everybody. Oh, you have three crises, four crises to go. All that. And it doesn't really register in of like, OK, he, he's going to say afterwards, boy, I can't retire now. I mean, after all this shit, I'd retire even quicker. This is bullshit <laughs> that he's going through. I, I'm telling you, I just retire in the future and call it a day. Again, I don't know what you're talking about because this is almost exactly the same thing that we did during the Flash Forward series where he's getting the darkness out of the like the well, multiverse. I didn't say that, that was good. I, I would have retired then. But this was him going to retire and then seemingly now he's got to jump through. And again, he's in Bart. Then he's going to go in Jay. And it, it seems like this is supposed to show him how I thought much I was in a, a little bit family. of you guys, but it turns out a little bit of you rubbed off and of me with each body I went into. On him. And if it wasn't for, you know, all these things and – you know, I, I don't know. It, it just ends up being a fun little cartoony it is thing. Fun. That's what it is. So I, but I'm, it's going to wear thin real fast if this doesn't become more than just yeah, fun. Yeah, it needs right now. to be a little bit more. And yeah, you're going to go back during World War II. You got Hitler there. He wants the Spear of Destiny. That's cool stuff. Oh, especially at that point where Hitler gets the Spear of Destiny to try to keep the heroes out of, you know, the, the World War II, like it was back in the, like the, the idea of why we didn't have the heroes just going there. But even when you end this, where it looks like, you know, Wally goes into the body of Jay Garrick here, I have to assume it's going to be Jay Garrick because, you know, we're doing all these speedsters, but being there with the Freedom Fighter Ray and things, I'm like, okay, this could be really fun. It's like a cool era for this whole thing, especially since you don't really get a lot of Freedom Fighters or, you know, Golden Age heroes. Yeah. And, and you're playing with this idea. And I, I'm actually surprised with the idea that, Gold Beetle being, you know, a time traveler, time lord, all that saying like, hey, listen, you know, you're not really affecting this or this can change and things like that. She's just kind of going with the flow and really spilling her guts a bit with what she shouldn't be saying uh, just as and they're surface level things. They're like fan service things that I don't think will ever pan out of anyway. Um, But I just wanted a little more. I needed that kind of run through deal of us trying to figure out well what is going on and why are they doing this because right now it just feels like a random scavenger hunt to just go and it, it's how are we gonna quest. get wally's body this back was a, an rpg and you throw that in well your body's gone and whatever so we'll have to figure that out later but in the meantime it's just hopping between the different speedsters to stop these anomalies stop these things going on thankfully there's about a billion freaking speedsters out there that we can keep keep doing this until we figure out that body situation yeah, really so just at the, at we, the end of jeremy adams like arc said, wally west never returned home it's just gonna be just like yeah. quantum leap uh-huh, you'll be so upset but you, you'll so realize mad. if if we get what we're really afraid of you'll realize when you end up then having like an issue with like three different speedsters and they're just gonna start throwing oh i fix that i fix that and go um, but yeah, overall, like I said, I think it looks pretty good. People were really dissing the art uh, on the, like the art user reviews. I like it enough. I think Oliver looks a little odd. Because you have two odd. artists like we did last time. Like we saw the idea where you have the, the 31st century Bart Allen kind of stuff going on. So you have one artist for that. And the everyday, you know, Flash, uh, Mr. Terrific and Green Arrow stuff has another artist. So having them, it's, it's not jarring because you're dealing with two different aspects of the story. I think they both work yeah, well I for think what they're that, dealing with. Uh, a lot of the user reviews that I read, and, you know, some of them, they get a little a little sassy. Uh, they don't like the art at all and either, blue. and they're just like, this is the worst art I've ever seen. I don't mind. I like it. both I like, art. I, I don't necessarily love the present-day stuff. I think some of that stuff does look a little weird. 
like I said, Oliver at points looks really odd. He changes weight all the time and stuff. But the future so stuff I really like. Hey, Eric, listen, uh, my stomach is flat. It's just that the L is silent, Eric. It's silent. I like the kill. Uh, but what did you give this? I ended up giving this a 7 out of 10. I need the story to do more going forward right now with this issue. I had fun enough, but again, we're just dealing with a stalled story that doesn't want to really go in anywhere except for having a scavenger hunt with no real reason behind it. Like, something's wrong here. This will fix it, maybe. Who knows? Let's have a good time. And I did have a good time, but I need more than that going forward. I'm with you. Uh, And this is the thing. Again, this is what I was saying even at the beginning of Justice League, and I'll say it again in Nightwing. I understand this is just the second issue. Things are kind of, you know, going on with it, but I'm already, that's the problem. I'm already seeing that I can't keep going with this. It's a formula, this sort of thing. And it's cool, though, to have Wally not killing people. Uh, it's well, cool to have him it, being It's always been cool to have yeah, Wally not kill people. I know, but people. at least now, you, you know, having like, this. Like, who would go into a room and say, you know what would be cool if Wally West killed a bunch of people? Nobody Dan would DiDio say that. Dan is who would say it. Tom King. I, I just keep naming him. But, yeah, uh, so at least Wally fans. But it's even funny. Like, hey, Wally fans, you don't want him killing people? Well, look at this. Now he's Bart Allen. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Like, he can't whatever. even be himself. Look, he's a caveman. Yeah, Look, yeah. He's Bart he, Allen. You love the Welly Westwell. Here's Caveman and Bart Allen. Here he is, Jay Garrick. Yeah, we what? promise next issue he'll be Jay Garrick. Oh, my. Uh, but yeah, and, and that's, maybe that's what I need to see. I, maybe I need to see the Wally West who is, you know, the best and he's such a nice guy and all that, that it really shines through of why he's needed to, like, why couldn't Bart Allen stop this? Why, but he doesn't have the speed force. It's one of the reasons, but without all of that, you know, stuff that was like, there's why- no reason. Right now that you can't have two Flash books since you have 17 million Batman books where you have a Barry Allen book. If he wants to go off with President Superman and explore the Omniverse, go do that. It could be a fun – and have the Flash, the fastest man alive with Wally West where he's on – he's in Keystone City with Linda and the kids. And we can have a Flash Even family situation this, like, in the back. Prime Universe. My, my wife's going to kill me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and that's the, what I want to say. You know what the funny thing is? is it's almost like that Barry doesn't even deal with Iris or anything. Like, like the, his, the Flash family. I'm in my idea basement all the time. I'm just like Barry. I call this my speed lab. I do. She's like, hey, is it because you're making speed down there? Damn right. She's like, hey, why don't I call you this go my meth lab? <laughs> She's like, what? Can you do the dishes? What? I gotta go in the speed lab. I'll be down there. She's like, really? You're going to speed your ass out of here? I'm taking like four Adderall, baby. And then, yeah, really? I'm like, I'm going to be in the speed line. And then she's like, man, where were you? You were supposed to go pick up, you know, Logan. I'm like, I was in Bart Allen's body. And she's like, what, that that homeless dude downtown? Child? Exactly. <laughs> Not the child. <laughs> but what's You're funny gross. to me, I think that the idea is Jerry Adams is like, listen, everybody, what is everybody bitching and moaning for? They want to have a Wally West book that he doesn't kill anybody. Check. And they want a Flash family book. Check. And they're like, this isn't the Flash family. Oh, yes, it is. There's Bart Allen. We're going to have Jake Garrick Jay next. Garrick? I mean, it's almost like that. Y- you just got it There's again. Ugg, the fastest caveman alive. Ugg fast. You end up with this whole deal. It's Again, I think that this is what Infinite Frontier has been for us for the most part. I'm enjoying a bunch of the books, but it's just a little bit too far with some things that mess it up a bit and yeah i just i don't want to scavenger hunt i want to actually see wally west and why he's the greatest you've been telling me all the time i don't see it Eric. i haven't seen it myself you still have the dc universe i don't even know what it's called dc infinite universe do app. i what am i rockefeller what go, is go that? Read some wally west. i don't have any sort of bonus card eric i finally got to get it back to you you it always doesn't work, work. it's a hot take uh i'm a 7.9 
I'm actually a little more positive than you because I did wow. have fun. I did have fun, and I like that future art, and I like the present other than Oliver. Um, but this is it. I mean, I'm, I'm putting the line in the sand. We can't just have a scavenger hunt going forward and keep being positive about it, though some people are like, seven and a 7.9 isn't too positive. But we're enjoying it. We positive. just need a little more. I don't know if you've listened to other podcasts, Eric, or not. but I yeah, don't. you end up the complaining. I like complaining. to know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, so, oh my God, Ooh. that was Shader. Oh my God. Oh, you are a bitch. You are, Eric. We're going to go off now <laughs> to a new segment. I ended up talking on the Patreon spotlight about this. Is that it Rags to Bitches? It's just now called that, Eric. It's called <laughs> Rags to Bitches. Uh, it's called Eric Shit, You Bitch, where Eric gets on and just talks about random things he doesn't like. Uh, no, Jim. we're actually going to go off. Yeah, really. That's all it is. <laughs> That'd be the greatest segment. Dad to dad, long intro. Dad to dad. Hey, everybody. It's, uh, you know, what I don't like, Jim. Goodbye, everybody. No, we're going to go off to week. Clay. And, uh, See my name you Clay. in seven. <laughs> Uh, Clay is going to be talking. We're doing this again, Eric. This is what we got in trouble for way back with Ryan. We're bad at the segways. I don't know. Some dick. Uh, You end up where we are going to have Clay come in. He asked me uh, to do this, and I actually wanted to do something like this myself. I'm a little too lazy, so Clay's going to pick that up. And what we're going to do is Clay is going to join us each week and talk about some digital first stuff that came out. So we can cover that. And I believe that he is going to be talking about. The infinite, what is it called? Infinite Frontier, infinite Secret Frontier. Files number one is what he's going to talk about quickly. And then we'll be back with some that. mail and then end the deal. Eric, you just have to listen. Clay does all the work for us. This is why we go. All right. All right. Thanks, Clay. But we're going to go off the Clay right now. Every time I read a Bendis book, a question always comes to me. When will we learn something new about Naomi? On the cover of the Justice League, she's standing right in front of me. It's the same old recap about Naomi. When the DC comic readers living in the world agree, then just might give us answers about Naomi. But though we love the character, when will we get a power set to see? We still don't know much of anything about Naomi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weird Science DC Digital Spotlight. I am your host, Clay. Uh, Of course, if you don't know who I am, I am on the Weird Science Marvel podcast, as well as a slew of other shows that I will be getting to at the end of this spotlight. But 
the reason why we wanted to do this, me and Jim were talking, we are at one point, we're going to do a Patreon only DC digital first type of thing. Um, but I, well, we kind of talked about it and we're just like, eh, why not just do a little spotlight? There hasn't been really anything on the DC podcast that is like a, um, Batman Beyond of what y'all were doing earlier or uh, anything else like that. And every once in a while you'll get show mail. So to keep it consistent, we will try to do these every single week. Um, but first some news. I know that Jim will do this, uh, probably in the solicits, but as I am recording this, the announcement has been made that DC is coming out with a Justice League Infinity book that is going to be a DC digital first book. And it does look like it is inside the Justice League uh, Unlimited Universe. Uh, of course, that is the uh, old school cartoon back in the 2000s. And yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, J.M. DeMat- uh I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I, I always get it wrong. Uh, Dematis or Dematis. Uh, I, I, I butchered it already. Don't want to linger on it any further. But the one book we will be talking about today is Infinite Frontier Secret Files, number one. This is going to be in print eventually, but they are going to do it uh, as a digital first to start out with. Um, the credits here, and why don't they have it on the front page like they do every other DC digital book? Anyway, this is Make Time. Story is by Brandon Thomas and Joshua Williamson. Uh, the writer is Brandon Thomas. Art is Valentin DeLandro. L- De That's weird. Separated. Uh, colorist is Marissa Luis and Triona Varel. And the lettering is Tom. Not, uh, not pol- Blah, I cannot talk today. I do apologize for everybody listening. Uh, Napolitano. I had to say that super slow. That's really sad. Um, this story was uh, very interesting, especially since I have not really read too much about uh, uh, Ellis. Of course, the Superman of uh, Calvin Ellis, uh, Superman of, I believe, it's is it Earth 3, Earth Earth 23? One of those two. One of those two. Uh, anyway, we all know this Superman became president. Um, and it just shows the life that he lives. I felt, I found it really interesting. Um, of course, the, uh, this one issue, it starts off with, uh, Director Bones going through all of these secret files. And it does look like, um, we're gonna get a slew of these things. We all know that there's gonna be, uh, the, the Gotham secret files that we're gonna be getting of Signal and Huntress and all of that stuff that's going to print and then, uh, of course, this is all going to be digital. Um, I don't know what the obsession is for Secret Files. Um, I can't tell you the origin of Secret Files either. Um, but I know that it is all over the place. You know, you have a Superman Secret Files. You have Harley Quinn Secret Files. You have uh, Green Lantern Secret Files. Uh, I can't name all of them off the top of my head, but I do know that there is a lot. And they usually have no connection to each other. So I think that's kind of dumb. But we will move on. Uh Calvin Ellis here is trying to basically in the very beginning, he's in the Oval Office with his uh, cabinet and he basically just walks away from everybody trying to figure out uh, the solution to some sort of problem. 
uh, he says, oh, it could be very easy for me to, you know, bark an order and do this and do that. But he wants them to figure out, uh, figure it out for themselves. And it's very odd here because you can never really tell in this instance whether everybody knows he is Superman or not. Now, if people would like to let me know that, I am fully aware that I am uh, 75% idiot. So if, if, if you want to prove me right on that, go ahead and, and let me know um, in the show mail. But uh, Calvin Ellis, he... I would assume so just because Keelix is out and about in the White House. Like, why would Keelix be out and about in the White House if they didn't know he was Superman? But um, he does go through these events throughout the issue of fighting all sorts of different things. Um, he went off of schedule in order to fight what looks like this giant brainiac monster robot thing uh, that does have the... A Daily Planet globe in his hands, very easily able to defeat him. He says, oh, I'll fix that later. Uh, he goes off to the House of Heroes uh, at 9.12. At 9.52, he's in Smallville with his family, which is really weird because they are praying to Rao, and even the parents, who you would assume are the adopted parents, are also praying to Rao. And it's just like, did they adopt that religion? And, you know, it, it's it's just very interesting. I would like to learn a little bit more about that. Then he goes to the White House again, uh, has uh, some sort of dinner. Then he is fighting a, uh, I don't know who this is, but it's a, somebody that is basically enveloped in kryptonite. If anybody knows, again, let me know. Told you, 75% India here. Uh, that is at, I think, approximately 11, what does it say? It says uh, 11.42 a.m., then at 12.31 p.m., he is saving some sort of spaceship uh, at a baseball field. Very, very reminiscent of, of course, the uh, Superman Returns movie um, where the plane uh, crash landed uh, on that baseball field. Um, at 1.27, he has a press conference. At 2.47, it looks like he is uh, doing something um, with some sort of force field. And by this time, he does look very worn out. His suit is completely torn. I do like later on in the day, though. Uh, later on in the day, um, he eventually, you know, just again, all these different events take place um, within the same day, just showing how much he really does, other than just being president. Um, he finds himself going into this pitch black room, though. Um, and it states here that. In this room, there is no sound, there is nothing. He just goes in there, and that is his time to rest. Um, almost like a like an echo chamber, I guess you could call it. Uh, the one thing that it reminds me of is, and I know this is a really deep pool and everybody's going to laugh at me for this, but in the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck when he had that um, I, I don't know what it was called, but he was sleeping in water and he like, it basically helped him sleep. That's basically what, uh, Calvin Ellis is doing right now. Um, cause he is worn out. He is beat from this day. And so he goes into this room and he says that it was actually given to him. Um, where does it say that it says here, uh, it says, uh, the key turns any door into, uh, anywhere into a portal that opens into a dimensional space that the Black Martian, dubbed the uh, 
the margin where sound and thought don't penetrate. So it doesn't necessarily say where he got it. Um, but you know, that's, that's what it is. It is this just basically pitch black room, uh, that he can basically just relax in. Uh, and then all of a sudden he does, uh, it looks like he like breaks out of it from the other end and he's already in his suit again. He's in outer space. Uh, and then it goes back to uh, Detective Bones, and he basically says, "Hey, everybody, cancel my, cancel my, my plans, my meetings, whatever. It's going to be a long day." And it says, "Next, Roy Harper." I will say this art. Um, let's go back to the credits to see uh, who the art was: uh, Marissa Luis and Triona Farrell. Uh, well, actually. Uh, those were pages three and four. Uh, Valentin Delandro is the artist overall. Um, it, there's there's not much detail in this art. Um, some people, it very much feels like an indie comic. Does it? It does not feel like a um, like a DC big two artist comic. Um, very minimal details. Sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I will say it is definitely not for me, uh, especially in these moments. There's there's one where he is punching this giant Brainiac monster, right? Uh, this robot. And the robot looks clean, but when you look at Calvin Ellis, Superman, um, he looks very flat. Um, and I just don't like that in, in a lot of my comics. So I, I will say that within itself did bring me back on my score. Um, I do like the idea of getting to know this character, but it's already going to move on to Roy Harper. Um, there is a slew of characters in the very uh, front cover of this book. Um, some of them I know a lot about. Uh, some of them I know nothing about. Um, like I said, uh, uh, Director Bones or whatever his name is, um, he's on the cover. Roy Harper's on the cover. Jade is on the cover. Uh, it looks like uh, the Psycho Pirate's on the cover. And I can't remember this guy from uh, the JSA, but he always reminds me of Blue Beetle, of like the current Blue Beetle, but I know that's not him. Um, so again, anybody anybody who wants to rip me apart in, in the show mail, go right ahead. I could easily get this book maybe about a 7.5. It was very, very interesting um, because I did not know the character. Maybe that black room is something that is a first appearance or whatnot. So that's pretty cool. Uh but the art, like I said, was a little bit of a downer. So I'm going to stick with that 7.5. Uh, hopefully, I'm a really big fan of Roy Harper. So hopefully that one is better. The reason why I buy these books is because I want to show DC that there are people who enjoy these DC digital first, who are willing to invest in digital books. Um, I just wish they did more marketing for them. I was asking a whole bunch of people uh, on Twitter the other day. If they had a giant list of the current DC Digital First books, because I want to be purchasing all of these. Um, you know, some people may say that uh, 99 cents is too much plus tax. It's about $1.07. It depends on your state. I understand that. Um, right now, if I go to my books and comicsology, which I am currently at right now, um, I believe my books, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have about six or seven. Well, hold on. 
hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. I am currently at seven DC Digital First books. There might be eight in there because recently there has not been any Truth and Justice books, I don't think. I think they have recently stopped. But um, if they still have them, um, let me do that again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I have seven. Seven DC Digital First books. Um, I, I enjoy these because it's, it, they become available to me at 2 a.m. Sometimes awake, I'm awake, sometimes I'm not. I can read them very quickly. Uh, and it's just super simple. I don't even have to leave the house in order to read them. Um, so hopefully we will be getting better stories with this. Uh, cause some of these I really, really enjoy. I really enjoy Super Sons. I really, uh, enjoyed. Uh, some of the Superman stuff when it came to truth and justice. I need to catch up on Wonder Woman and I need to catch up on the Batman Second Son. Um, Legends of the Dark Knight seems like it could be a decent story. I need to catch up on that. Just one issue behind. And of course, there is the Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries. Not quite sure if I will continue to purchase that one. Like I said, I just want to show DC that I am willing to invest in these. Um, if anything, I'll just read them on my own time and not necessarily review them. But thank you guys so much for listening to this spotlight. Hopefully I can do it again next week. Uh, you can find me and all of my shows on Twitter in the bio. There's a link tree, uh, on that link tree. You will see shows like Batman news weekly, where I talk about all about Batman in movies, TV, video games, comics, whatever, uh, the comic book Legion podcast, the, uh, Weird Science Marvel podcast, and of course, the Patreon, and of course, the uh, Ranger Alliance podcast, which is a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance network. Again, thank you guys so much, and I will see you guys next week. Yo, it's Mail Call. It's Mail with Jim. Yes, and whether or not Dancing Mike sang it, I'm here with Eric as well. How are you doing, Eric? I'd like to introduce everybody to Eric Shea. He is America's sweetheart, and he gets his own bit of mail this week, but we both do because we have a mail from Brandon, but not the Brandon who's drunk, spells everything wrong, and spells his name weird, Eric. This is a maybe sober Brandon. Gets Don't the make spelling right and spells, I know, but spells his name with a O like you should with Brandon. And my mind, take that, Brandon. And if you want to join Brandon and emails, be the star of the show, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And it's a two-parter. Like I said, first off, dear Jim, I agree that a Red Hood story about his character evolution would be interesting. Having Jason not kill and earning the Bat Family Trust would be a neat new step for that character. Take that, Aaron. This may be a little too close to how Nightwing came to be, but I would like to see Jason interact with Superman, almost in the spirit of how Dick spoke to Superman, recounting the story of Krypton heroes, Nightwing, and Flamebird. So what he's saying is he wants Jason to become Flamebird. I got it. I I don't want that. Uh, That would be weird. But uh, I I wouldn't mind. I've never really seen a lot of interaction between 
uh, Superman and Jason Todd. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, Tim Superman Drake, we know. His guts. We, you know, yeah. Well, we know <laughs> that, you know, he only calls Tim Drake when vampires in town for, for some, you know, time to thrill. Best issue ever. Uh, then Jason could find himself in the Kent family portrait instead of the Wayne portrait he's been excluded from. I think that that's what he's doing. He's just acting out, Eric. He wants to be in that portrait. He's upset. And until they get that, I think that that would solve. The, we didn't even know that some portrait painter in Gotham is the key to bringing the whole well, Batman together. Even if you want to take an idea of having a mentor figure outside of Batman like that, Superman's a step too far in my mind because of how pure he is. And Jason Todd is a little a little prickly right there with you know, murdering people like that. Now, if you bring in somebody like Black Canary, another member of the Justice League, I think somebody like her could be like somebody you could use like – the physical way that, like, you know, the martial arts training stuff like that as a way to get his anger and emotions out, like, train him, mentor him, do this whole thing. Like him and Huntress, right? More approachable to a degree. Huntress, I don't know. I say that him too. Him and like, Cass. Huntress him, Cass, and Huntress. They'll just go and kill people. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. It's the kill squad. Um, maybe the idea, and I just thought, and I'm going to thank Brandon for bringing this up again because we haven't really mentioned the painting in, like, a week. But y- you have this idea where wouldn't it have been funny in in the in the um Joker book, what? How did you know Barbara was Becca? Really? She's in a painting in your mansion, asshole. I, I kind of figured that out. You're, Only in uh, that one yes. Tom Taylor issue. Hey. Yes, exactly, Eric Tom Taylor. But we're gonna go to the next part of this because Brandon has a question for you, Eric, and it is, dear Eric, I'm yes. interested to know how your Imaginet collection is going. Oh my God, Eric, wait a minute! Holy crap! <laughs> It's a backdoor pilot to the boys' toys, Eric. I think that's weird because we're talking about toys. Okay, enough of that, Eric. Uh, Do you have any grails or major sets, Batcave, etc.? I've heard in past episodes two or three Batcaves right now that I haven't pulled out in a while. The only thing I really have on like you know a weird display right now is my Hall of Justice and my Legion of Doom playset, but it's almost stalled right now. I think the last new piece that I got was the Lobo and Space Hog thing that came out, but. My holy grail right now is the, uh, the British only released female figures that came out because you can't get them in the states and they're like scalpers have them at is it because astronomical we prices. Hate ladies in the states, do you think? Is that what they're saying? I hope not. But uh, it's just one of those weird so. things where you have like you know weird exclusive places to screw over other fans. Normally, anybody in the UK or any kind of Europe, they get screwed over so many times any for anything that comes out in the states. But <laughs> it's just like a weird situation where that is my holy grail right now. But I haven't bought anything new because there hasn't been a lot of new stuff that's been coming. Coming out lately that isn't just rehashes and repaints i i like Blocked that block and, and report it so uh you do have that holy grail they are toys wait a second eric oh my god say the cute so sing along eric if you want it's like a gig for you because we're okay and he says uh you hope would be made so is there something that you would want to have made Oh, geez, I haven't thought about this in a while. The ones that I think, like, you know, I used to have a list and I'd sit down at work. I'm like, what Imagine X figures do I need to make? Like, actually, you know, even talking about it in the JLD or something like that, but like, JLD characters would be awesome. If you had a Ragman or even an Etrigan kind of, that'd be really cool to put out there. Like, they don't have a Ragman? No, they don't have Ragman, but like, that'd you have weird cool. things like a mystery bag, like the blind bag figures that they do weird characters. Like, I have a killer moth and a firefly sitting right next to my laptop right here. I have killer wasp over there. I have a Catman, which is essentially just a Batman repaint, but it still works. You have weird figures that come out in this line that are really cool. And I think that you could do this. It just seems that the Imaginex line for Fisher Price is kind of dying down at this point. No, and the blind bag, that reminds me, our Daredevil is blind. I didn't know if you knew that. 
Ah, uh, yes. So you did have some things. We got to play the Boys Toys theme that I always do enjoy. Eric, I know you do as well. But yeah, because uh, Brandon wanted to know if you had, but you're kind of stalled out. That, that's right now. Yeah, right now. It's yeah. just like, okay, You'll like, get I, go to, I go to Walmart right now, like, here's Batman and like a repaint of the Black Mana sub, but with Killer Croc repaint instead of like, I don't need more of those things. I already have like three Killer Crocs and like 17 million Batman. You know, what's funny too is a lot of those that I saw um are the things like i i was impressed with the certain characters that i didn't think but it sucks that they don't have like like you said ragman uh batman who laughs they got him he's hot with the kids down at the gymnasium make sure he grabs up all that metal stuff. yeah really i I don't know how that would uh go what were the other ones like the mego character the the figures and stuff like that weren't weren't they pretty cool like they had a lot of variety in those like big like i I don't know what the size is i want to say like 14 inch but they had like general zod lex luther 14 inch you say eric oh my god yeah i i thought though that they had a lot of like Obscure things or something. Didn't they have like stupid they Star Harley Trek Quinn, stuff? Jim. Didn't they? Didn't they have <laughs> the, the Star yes, Trek? They had a lot of Star Trek and still doing. They're cool. Yeah, really. They got that. They got the Jim Gordons in the Star Treks. Is that a stuff? Uh, but yes, thank you. Thank you for getting Eric to talk about some toys. Maybe or this will to. be a backdoor <laughs> pilot to the whole deal. Uh, with it because when they do come out and you have some excitement, maybe we'll get a video out of you too. You actually were saying that at one point you were going to make some videos, maybe some stop motion stuff. And I saw that people were saying that new Modoc show, uh, reminded them that you had promised them all with your life that you were going to do some stop motion stuff that that didn't work out that, that really why would the modoc thing make them think of that because they think it looks like stop motion in the trailer that's what the only I reason guess i think that, that modoc show is coming out on hulu is because of how much of, like everybody loved dr psycho and the harley quinn series maybe because that's maybe. all i think about with that i i like modoc in that rocket chair that he's in i think it's pretty funny it reminds me of anakin's stepdad in the uh you know the prequels and that guy deserved to die he didn't go and find out if shmi was there Eric, he didn't do it he didn't do due diligence because he was given that rocket chair and he didn't want to give it back if she was in fact alive he cashed in the life insurance policy but that's a hot take Eric. i, I think right is that yeah. a hot take for you right it's there you go. 22 years old i think it's a good hot <laughs> I'm take i'm live tweeting this one out and then giving my opinion but that is the mail. Thank you, Brandon. Again, if you want to be part of the mail, and who knows where that goes, anytime we do it, you go and email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. That's the only way because Eric put his foot down back in the day because I was using Tumblr comments in the I mail section. You lose emails of people email, and now you want to scavenge all of the stuff that we use but on social media. I didn't say media. I wanted to do I just wanted to tell them <laughs> that you put your foot down is what you ended up doing. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you do some questionable things. That was not one of them. It was probably better served. That and the idea where I said, we should call this site Jim and Eric's Comics Blog. That'd be awesome. It's personal. And you're like, no, 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 that sucks. And you were right then as well, Eric. Haven't been right too many other times, but that's okay. But yeah, we're going to go back. We have two more books. We're going to finish up the podcast right about now. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is terrible. That's just every shake. Looking for a star screen or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shea. That is Eric Shea, and I'd like to introduce Eric Shea to the audience here. 
Eric, we have a one, two more books. Two books. Ah, ah, ah. I'm the count, suddenly. I don't know why, but we <laughs> have two books I want you to be a reviewer. Here. Come on. They're both <laughs> mine. Oh, really? Here's my review. You suck. There you go. Here's my review. There. It's like a Yelp review Pete for and fucking Pete over here. right? Yeah, I know. Really, you. Ah, uh, but here we are with <laughs> some books. You. Uh, and they're both <laughs> mine here. And I like one more than another. I like both of these, though, in general. But you're going to see that Eric Shea, though he didn't know it, influenced me on my review and my score on Nightwing. And I'm not saying that you liked it, so I hated it. It's that I'm going to mention in my award-winning word right here what I mean. Nightwing number 79, dude, written by Tom Taylor, art by Bruno Redondo, Adriana Lucas, and Wes Abbott. I love the first issue of Tom Taylor's Nightwing because I'm a fan of the character, a fan of Tom Taylor, and the book had been bullshit for two years. While it felt like a rebirth to me, Eric Shea here pointed out the lack of overall story and a couple of plot devices only in the book to make Dick Grayson look good, whether they made sense or not. Damn you, Eric. Because while I was reading and reviewing this, I could hear your sexy voice in my ear, probably, you know, talking shit, and I got that same feeling for this issue. Sure, To Tom Taylor continues to have Dick look good by throwing pizza parties and protecting some young toughs from the mob, but the story is stalled a bit, and Nightwing leaving a group of terrified homeless kids at the end threw me off big time. And by the way, I think Dick Grayson's going to run for mayor, and that is my big deal with that. I think that he has that money. It seems like he wants to do something above and beyond, and even going with the idea that the infrastructure of Bloodhaven is a shithole like we know. Barbara doesn't. Barbara comes in with rose-colored glasses as if Gotham's any better, right? She's like, oh, Gotham, they, you call the police sure, and they do stuff, better. whatever. Uh, maybe. But, you know, maybe they do. The cops show up there. But, yeah, in this, though, you're going to go and have, hey, I'm Dick Grayson. I work with the safety net. Okay, that's that's fun. But, again, I said when we talked about some other issues, the idea that I can't allow – you need to just keep going with the idea, well, I like Nightwing, so I love these moments because we've called them out on a lot of other books. When you end up getting this, it's just one page, but it kind of has the feeling in this that Tom Taylor really is taking his time because he thinks he's got to tell everybody, hey, Dick Grayson's a great guy. I know that that's I just think it works for is. like a good book end of the book talking about who he is and how he can work without a safety net because he always relied on others at the end telling – I want to be the safety net for the city. So it's more of a, a story structure and how you, I think it's you more from of a trope to the because yeah. of the idea that we have spent two years without Dick Grayson and you're kind of mentioning that at one point to kind of go with it, but I don't need, you know, the idea where you have a bookend that ties into each other of something that we all know. I know that Dick Grayson always has tried to make Bloodhaven better. He's always in. And so that's why I think the idea of the money has to have something in with that, that I think he will try to run for mayor because even in this, you have uh, the mayor deal where you're going to get Zuko there. Melinda and Zuko. Melinda, and she's not going to, she mentions it. It's weird because, oh, you're mayor. Not yet. It hasn't gone through. And I'm like, why is that? Like, What why is the previous mayor's head going to be uncrushed? Yeah, it's gone I, through. I think that it'll be one of those where Barbara, who will end up becoming his, campaign manager. I wouldn't know how tagging. we're going to deal with this, though, because Blockbuster being back with no real idea of why, because we saw before in Tim Seeley's Batman, I, I believe it was Tim Seeley's Batman, when we had Blockbuster reintroduced for the you know New 52 rebirth era, Dick Grayson made sure that he could never turn into Blockbuster again. It was a big, like, finish to this character that shouldn't be finished. So when he showed up last issue out of nowhere with no fanfare, it's like, Blockbuster's still just Blockbuster, and he's running all of Bloodhaven. 
I want to know how that goes into Boss Marino here. And like, you know, Boss Marino doesn't feel like he'd be taking like, you know, orders from Blockbuster. And this, this is part of my thing that I'm, I'm worried about. And Tom Taylor is really good. I love Tom Taylor. A lot of people don't. It it amazed me that I found out a lot of people didn't, but the the idea of things that do kind of get to me though, are things like in that last Suicide Squad book that me and you liked from the beginning, but we kept saying, you have these characters, you're not doing much with them. We, the overall scene. story seemed to be very wonky. You didn't know because what's this going on? Almost like you say, Maroney, and the idea of Blockbuster, like how are they going involved with this Melinda Zuko and things like that? And I'm worried that it's going to be another one of those books that we're going to get too far in and we're not going to know anything because he is really concerned with the little jokes, the little you know humanizing moments that he's really good at, but in my mind, trying to crack my own code, what I love, what he does is when he takes somebody like the Creeper that we don't like, and he's kind of a scumbag like and things. And I'm saying as a character, I'm not going to let him babysit my kids, or maybe I would, but Probably he ends would. up making you out of nowhere love them. And you're like, oh, my God, he's so good. He got me emotions for Creeper. Well, when he's doing it, for, I already have those for Dick Grayson. So for me, after that first issue, which I really love because – all right, we're back. He seems to love Nightwing. He's given us this good character, whatever. We go into this and we kind of, it's like, hey, by the way, you still should love him because he's still cool and he's going to throw a pizza party and he's going to do this. And instead, I want to know, what's up with Blockbuster? How do these connect with the mob? What's going on with this? And you just end up kind of in a holding pattern. Again, I said earlier, I know it's only two issues in, but it, it is already feeling a lot like, like I said, the idea where you got uh, Airy, the Airy and Wink in the Suicide Squad book. And okay, that's fine. You didn't really go too deep, but you're not doing other things because you're worried about these personal moments. Like, hey, the three-legged dog ate some kibble. Ooh, that kibble looks nice. Ah, uh, let's go get pizza. Worst part is I can identify with Nightwing and the whole idea, not even just being hungry, but looking at that kibble, especially if you're not used to it and stuff like that. I'm like, I wonder what that does taste like. I watched like the Weapon Three, freaking Riggs was all about eating them dog biscuits. I'm like, really? You get gravy train? It makes gravy, Eric. I mean, it's <laughs> it's almost like you could say it's like eating cereal, except you don't drink the milk, you drink the gravy water. I'm not uh, doing that. But but with all of that again, you just made it gross. <laughs> I think that Tom Taylor is able to do this because people have been waiting for a good Nightwing book. And also, a lot of people didn't even deal with that Rick Grayson stuff, and he's bringing in some people who may not even be a big fan or whatever of Nightwing. They're coming in for him, and he is able to give you the idea, okay, he's a nice guy. My my review, obviously, is based on me personally with the idea that I want to get moving forward. And I don't know, it's, it is something with me that we've had a bunch of times. First off, I'm waiting for Barbara just to keep throwing shade at, at what you know Dick Grayson spends the money on because Cecil Castellucci's Barbara did that. But luckily, it's not that. But I don't like issues where it's like one of those, let me show, like you said, why were those guys beating up a, a three-legged dog and then you just have Dick Grayson grab the dog? Oh my God, he's so great. He helped the dog. And in this, it just feels like that surface level I'm going to feed the homeless with pizza one night. Oh, my See, God. He's I kind of like guy. that idea because while he has been around money the majority of his life at this point because of Bruce Wayne and Alfred and all that other stuff, he like, you know, he's given a credit card to make sure that he can survive and he has equipment and stuff like that to be Nightwing in Bloodhaven. But he hasn't been the guy with all the money. So now that he has his stuff and like like the idea of doing more, even coming out of the Rick Grayson aspect of this, what he says, like, 
what did I leave behind when this happened to me, when I wasn't me anymore? Like what would have gone on if I, so like the idea that we're moving forward, he has the opportunity and the means right now to leave a legacy and actually change people's lives. And a legacy though beyond. isn't getting a pizza party though. No, I'm saying that, though, that this makes is an worse. impulsive thing. Like almost like when you hit the ladder, like, oh my God, I want to do something real quick right now. Like, you know, oh, this yeah, guy wants he, some change. I, I can saying. feed you and get your friends over here. We're going to do something right now. He grew up a billionaire. It might not have been his money. He had a credit card that he – we had jokes about it in other books where they had probably an expense account that was in the $100,000 deal. He ends up making a CrossFit just because he wants to and then ditches it. This is a guy who's grown up with billions of dollars around him in a mansion with a guy who is one of the big, biggest philanthropists in the DC universe – that when he gets this, oh, my God, what am I going to do? It felt wrong to me. It didn't feel completely right. The idea with, oh, I'm going to give homeless people a bunch of pizza. This, I just end up thinking of the idea of when people say, hey, this homeless guy, I almost said bum, I'll get canceled. The idea, oh, this homeless guy wants money. You know, don't buy him a sandwich at Subway because he's not going to be able to eat that. They're going to throw up. They, they need booze, Eric, or they haven't eaten. It's just, wow. and look at these guys. It is true. Because uh, if, they if need alcoholic, alcohol. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying if they're saying, let me have money and it's going to be for booze, you're not helping them by giving them a sandwich. That's not what they need at that. But even then, I don't know. One guy has a dirty coat. The rest of these look like dirty hipsters that just showed up for a free meal. Uh, but yeah, with so that, like though, you. Yeah. Because you would have showed up. That's totally. not changing anything. <laughs> and these guys are going to wake up the next day. Hey, uh, where's the pizza party? Oh, there's no pizza party. Oh, where's that uh, guy and his son? Oh. They were put up at the three seasons. Well, why but did the I? whole idea by the end of this issue, after he sees what's going on, which is my biggest problem with this idea of this children-esque, you know, Hoover town, that Hooverville, that it seems that like, you know, Dick never had an idea about or never did anything with. It felt weird in that situation because he knows all about Bloodhaven and all the problems going with, you know, Blockbuster. No, I'm, but- I'm thinking that the idea is this is set up only by this heartless. That he's killed all their parents. That's why they're there. And he was with Grayson and he didn't realize that this was going on with this heartless guy because obviously these people, parents are somewhere. I think they're dead like that kid we saw. But still, you know, what does he do? He leaves. He leaves them. They're petrified even with that because they say, are you the man without a heart? Like they know what's going on and their parents, all these things are gone. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'd never do that. I'm sorry. Keep my wallet. I'm out of here. And leaves. Like leaves like they're going to be like, well, again, at this point us. in time, we have Nightwing show up at this whole thing. I don't know what you expect him to do in this situation where it's like, okay, maybe children, come to, to me. No, maybe come talk to me, to children. When they say, are you the one, the heartless one? Say, who do you mean? What are you talking well, again, about? That almost seems like the idea, like, you come here to take what we have. He's wearing a mask. He's a scary kind of dude. You know, he's a protege of Batman who uses fear and so intimidation. So if you say that, then who's the guy they're talking about? Because they don't say it in general. They say, are you him? So mm-hmm. even then, if he thinks it's some guy who comes and roughs up the kids and still say, when, when was he last here? What the fuck's going on? Because I'm going to get this guy. If he's abusing kids, I'm going to go do something. And he goes, nope, not me. They even say, please don't hurt us because they've been hurt. And he's like, no, I'd never. I'm sorry. Well, they're street Keep kids. They just, had, they just had some you know, but guys you who were running you after them asked. to trying to murder them. No, I'm saying you don't know that they're street kids for more than a day. They're just in this area. They have a tent. There's an entire encampment, so I'm thinking it's more know, than a day. That's the thing, though. You're going to be led to believe that that kid that's father got killed is going to end up here. They're talking about the idea that all these kids' parents were killed by this villain that we get in the shadows ripping out hearts. And so they're, they're not 
just homeless kids because they're home. Their, their parents have been killed and they need help. And maybe I that's mean, a part of the story too, where because of this money and stuff like that, Nightwing, who talks about the idea that he wishes that Bruce would have done more instead of just being Batman, that Bruce Wayne should have did more of his money instead of just being Batman. The idea that he is, you know, stretching himself to the point where it's like, okay, I'm Dick Grayson. I'm Dick Grayson billionaire. I can do more for everybody instead of taking the singular look as a Nightwing to see what's going on so he can punch somebody in the face. I mean, really, I'm Jim Warner. I'm poor as shit. I look like a homeless guy myself. I wouldn't have walked away from these kids like he did. And I'm no hero. I would have asked a couple more questions like, where are your parents? What's going on? Are you guys just here all just kids? How long have you been here? How, how, what's the deal? And he just is like, oh, I'm sorry. Keep the wallet and leaves. And it just it, it threw me off. And, and again, with the pizza party, I don't mind that. You know, Flash does it all the time, and it's a cool thing. And it's a cool thing here. What I'm saying is people are rating this book way high because, look, he had a pizza party. And it's just not enough already for me. I don't need to have surface level. This, again, to me, where you said him grabbing the three-legged dog is just almost kissing a baby no, and no, no, going, no, no, this no, is the same thing. Him grabbing a three-legged dog wasn't the problem I had. These guys that are going to go chase a three-legged dog to I kick know, and but punch we it, said and then in front of Nightwing, hey, you, and then pull out a gun to shoot the dog in front of Nightwing. I'm like, wow, that is excessive. This is show well, these are bad people. Well, it was excessive to show they're bad people, but then in the meantime, show that Dick Grayson's good. Uh, just the same as having kids in a tent city all by themselves, seemingly having their parents have their hearts ripped out. And then Dick Grayson, ah, oh, sorry, and leaves. And almost like he's a good guy. Keep the change, you filthy animal. They have his wallet. Uh, but the, even the pizza party, that's a nice thing. Like I said, I don't mind it. But I'm not going to say, oh, my God, that's an aw- awesome Dick Grayson Nightwing moment. That's an aside. Uh, it's not giving me anything for a story. The idea of, he wants to change things and goes with that. But you got to get that custom on and find out who this heartless guy is as well. Um, but he's going to give these two Agreed. guys. I think he, like, you know, going forward, he's going to have to learn about this heartless guy who I think is cool. This, this guy, again, I don't know anything about this at this point in time, except for there's a man in the shadows who's going up to homeless adults and ripping their heart out for whatever reason. I'm like, well, that's crazy. I need to see some more of this shit. And that's, that's a, a crazy villain, heartless. I mean, that's cool. The heartless uh, and then man. With the deal, I want to see what's going on with Blockbuster. I don't think he's the heartless man things. anymore. I think he's got a, pl- a big supply he's of hearts. He's got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's heartful. Uh, but yeah, when they're doing this, he ends up meeting this guy and his kid. Hey, uh, do you have any change? And it, it is a smart kind of deal. Like, nobody really carries a lot of change now. But he's like, hey, by the way, let's not do that. I have a lot of money. It dawns on him. Let's have a pizza party. They go off. To well, Mark even the idea when you have, you know, Dick Grayson not being like used to this kind of money where he goes to this pizza place. Like I'll have two slices, please. He's like, come on, you're a billionaire. Oh, you're right. Four slices, please. I'm like, that's a funny little aside. It is with this weird four with the fingers. I, it that bothers I can me do. so much. I don't know how anybody can just lower their pinky down and not yeah. move the ring finger down because those a, two are attached on I'm my hand. I'm going to send you a picture. It's so weird that I and guess all it reminds I have me of is like, things. oh my God, it's the glorious bastards and he's not a German for people spell brought that up. <laughs> uh, but Dick Grayson, so he, he says for a little weird, but he also holds pizza like a casual. Look at this thing. That pizza, that, those pepperoni are done. He's holding it vertically. What is he doing? I, I expected, you know, Barbara to say something. But that's the other thing. Yeah, Barbara here 
to be here, but she never really gets involved that much. She's always just no, like, she's, well. she's a way to, for the reader to know what's going on because she's not used to Bloodhaven and Nightwing needs to describe to her I'm how the city with him works. with the money and stuff like that. And when and like, oh, well, you're a rich person. Get four slices. And it's, it's a just, great way to have him interact with somebody and give the exposition no, that Tom something. Taylor needs if you're not familiar with a Bloodhaven or a Nightwing. Yeah, my, my problem with this is it's it never gets beyond surface level for me and just shows, hey, Nightwing's pretty cool, pretty cool guy. Uh, where you have kids steal his wallet and he's got to go, you know, run them down. Again, I'd rather see Blockbuster than some young toughs, but they're going to go I like to think they're newsies. The, the tracker is on the wallet. You have the credit card. That could be canceled. They really don't have to go. Now, if Nightwing is going to go and try to teach him a lesson, maybe rough them up a little, right? Right. Uh, but even so, please don't you hurt have, us, Mister. Yeah, oh, no. please don't. What, did your parents get their hearts ripped out? No. Okay, I'll help you. Uh, you end up where Barbara, like, hey, you want to come with me, Barbara? No, no, just got this new implant after the Joker ripped the other one out with a fork. And uh, I don't want to test it. If we were going to go against low-level thugs or something, maybe. But really? You want me to track down a wallet from the Young Tufts? No way. But it's just to keep her back at the apartment so that she can talk to him about the idea that she wants to call the police because the mobsters are going to try to shoot at the kids and try to take them down. And luckily, Nightwing's there. and. That's the thing. I wanted to get out of this with this Heartless and that Tent City and things like that. The idea that you will get an overwhelmed Dick Grayson who comes back after being Rick. Things have, like, I want to see that he realizes things have escalated as well. Like, yeah, I, I know how things run, but they've That's never good. been this things bad. Things have completely changed. Yeah, but I'm saying, though, he doesn't ever feel like that much. Like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I well, can't that was the biggest problem I had going I into this because this. the status quo of Bloodhaven was severely changed during our Rick Grayson time after Death Metal into this new Nightwing run with Tom Taylor. It doesn't feel like the same city for what we were dealing with, not even during the Rick Grayson period, but even the pre-Rick Grayson Nightwing period. It just feels like, all right, this is the new status quo. We got Boss Maroney working in uh, Bloodhaven. We got Blockbuster back. and We got Melinda Zuko, not Sony Zuko. Melinda's here. But no explanation. This is just how it is. And, and that's my it. problem. And I wish that Blockbuster was in here for just a little bit because then you have the Heartless. Now we're getting the idea Dick Grayson can't be everywhere at and one time. And even with that, if you have the idea like, you know, this is Roland Desmond, the brother of the original Blockbuster who made a serum. They're like, make it so he had his smarts and the brute strength at the same time to take over. But I'm like, there is a lot of background for people who are jumping on the series. Like I said, they are setting up a lot of things with how the, the city is, wh what the people are like. You know, that's why we have Barbara here. So Nightwing can explain how bad it is and what the status quo is. And it, it, but if you like have people jumping in deal. and they don't know any of this and they're jumping in for the first time because it is – the infinite frontier. It's a good way to jump on. There's a lot of questions that he had for who these people are in this whole situation. And with that, I mean, it's not out of the ordinary for you to go downtown Bloodhaven and a shark guy runs by and then, and I, like there's crazy Gumby? things. This, this, yeah, this actually feels that except blockbuster, thing. but this feels more street level. This is actually feeling a lot in my mind, like a Zdarsky daredevil. Over well, it feels Marvel, like old Nightwing. That. Yeah. And, and so I don't mind that. Like I said, the, the big thing that I have is we're wasting time doing surface level stuff to show that Dick Grayson's good. And I think that it could have been better served for seeing a blockbuster so that things start to feel even with us because we want to see blockbuster. Even if you just remind us that everything's going on right now. And how is Maroney going to deal with a blockbuster? How's blockbuster? Because blockbuster, blockbuster. Yeah, because blockbuster was the one who seemingly set up Melinda Zuko to become the mayor. But then. 
you even have that like i want to see more of that connection now you do have some shade in here because at the marvin george's pizza eric which is kind of a shout out it's Good going out of business and it's dan didio who runs the shop and also seems to be fired as well because you have a, a, a post-it note you're fired danny but it is definitely Dan DiDio serving up the pizzas, and he can't even run a pizza shop, Eric. He's thrown that into the ground. But it's I so thought- funny, too, because even when they, like Barbara and Dick, originally go to this pizza shop that's going out of business, they show up, you know, two slices. Hey, your buddy. All right, four slices. All I could think about was the Frogger episode of Seinfeld where Jerry and George go back to their pizza hotspot. Like, this, hey, we'll have two slices and two Cokes. Oh, good. That'll save the business. Yeah. <laughs> it's going- <laughs> Except when he gets the Frogger machine. Yeah. yeah. So you end up, though, that that's. Actually, what happens here, and I'm glad you brought that up a bit, because, again, when he says he's going to put up this father and son in a hotel, you're setting up assholes like me to say, well, what about that guy with the dirty jeans there or that guy? And also, also, though, (laughs) like you're getting a pizza party and you're giving up. But why aren't you giving the pizza place twenty thousand dollars to stay afloat? Like. I know that you can't help everybody, but he wants you know. to. But that's what uh, they're going to be. Now, again, they didn't go out of business because they were doing things right. I mean, you give them $20,000, they're probably still going to be bullshit. But get Gordon Ramsay in that shit. Get it going. Uh, but, yeah, you, you tend to run into – I'm not going to place. You just priced me out. <laughs> like, you tend to run into problems in my mind. I, I said it might just be me, but you, you run into problems when you're like, oh, you guys haven't eaten – pizza party everyone but then at the end you wonder well why can't he put these kids in a hotel or you know everything kind of swirls around when you go surface level for me and not go to the root of the problem it's just my side and again you then you have though, i don't i just want to say this but like it's like all right kids come to uncle dicky i'm gonna put you in a hotel that'll like you know with this whole idea of like taking the kids you imagine you know, that hotel I, not, not only that just the idea of like a strange man coming up to a bunch of kids on the street and i'm like i'm gonna take care of you now come with me again, i got a hotel room He's a strange guy saying to an adult and a kid. I mean, it doesn't make him less strange just because an adult's there. Well, it it makes it strange with a a masked man coming in a skin-tight suit. My deal, though, is... Come play with me, children. You haven't eaten today? I'm going to solve all your problems. Pizza. Everybody loves pizza. solves my problem. You're a kid, kid, and you're living in a tent city with no adult supervision anywhere here, and seemingly your parents are dead? Can't help you there. I'm out. And I think it's. I think he plans on helping them in the long run by yeah, going to do this. But when he's set aside because at night, right there by I'm saying, though, he is going after kids for stealing his wallet as Nightwing, and he comes swooping down here, and a bunch of kids say to him, "Are you him? Who the man without a heart?" Right there, it's like, oh shit, I'm going to steal from some kids who keep, just want to no, eat. Please don't more. hurt us. Yeah, please don't I, hurt I, us. So I'm not. I never. Okay, never. I'm going to leave now. I hope the person who's hurting you doesn't come back. I'm out of here. Maybe we'll see. And again, the thing is, you're assuming that he knows it. Like, if this masked man comes down at me at night and I say, please don't hurt me, I'm I'm, in my mind, I'm like, oh shit, they think I'm going to hurt them. No, they already asked, are you him? Uh So there is somebody that's hurting them. They're not saying, oh my God. See, that almost seems like a weird thing. Like, are you him? Like, him who? The man with a shitty podcast? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) But that has nothing to do with it, you jerk. The man without a heart. Oh, these these kids are putting me me on blast. I go go down. Like, are you him? Who? You know, the the man with a shitty podcast. I'm like, listen, here. 
You kids look like you're living on the Riviera here. I have to do this podcast in the shitty basement. You stop it, you assholes. And I agree. <laughs> Just and the way I get they mad. present it for his mind frame in this moment, I can see him taking yeah, it personally. I don't, because this is a Dick Grayson who has played this game and has been a hero and all these things. Anytime kids say, are you him, the person who hurt us? Please don't hurt us. You know, like that would be like somebody going into a school and you have a teacher and the teacher comes out like, hey, uh, you sit there. Oh, my God, don't hurt me. You're getting a hold of the authorities right away. And they're going to that person's house. The, the idea that kids are saying, please don't hurt me means somebody's been hurting them. I, I would just say that to just anybody leaves. in a mask who comes out of the shadows at night. Not, not the idea like that, though. Are you him? The one without a the heart. The man please without a heart. Us. Oh, they got me. I'm going to try to take my money away from these starving children's. Who's hurting you? Who are you talking about? Is somebody with a mask hurting you? No. Oh, what, what are you asking us questions for, Mr. But right Grayson, now with Nightwing? the new status quo of Nightwing, I think he is like, you know, internalizing all this with what his next act's going to be or how he's going to be reacting with all this but stuff. He's so he's leaving kids there that look, one of the yes, kids he's leaving there, them, but go, he's going four off years old and is decided that I'm going to make a safety net. So what I'm seeing here can stop happening again. So if I go right now and I see some homeless kids in an alley downtown Quakertown and they're like, please don't hurt me, whatever. And I'm like, boy, I'm going to go donate some money. See you later, kids. Thanks. Well, I'm not inviting them to stay at a hotel with me. No, but you might call the authorities. Now you set up the authority, but he should be able to find somebody. Throw Hutch in here. Anybody that he can get a hold of that maybe they have a center, uh, you know, some sort of place where homeless can go to. These are literally they're already there. like four years old. Some of these kids are, and they're just like, yeah, keep my credit card. I'm going to, it just infuriates me. The idea that Dick Grayson would never leave them. Even if he said, listen, I'm not going to leave you tonight. You guys, I can't really do much now because you stole my wallet, assholes, but uh, I'm going to sit with you and make sure nobody hurts you. Just that, man, you know, something crazy, but uh, yeah, instead he zips off and says, so the way and I then, took it though, is that he took it that he was like, they were afraid of him to be somebody that was going to hurt them. Yeah, I, I, but when I just don't get the progression, are you him? You know, they're already asking. It's not like, oh, my God, don't hurt us. Oh, my God, you're a masked man. It's just something has had like, again, how about this? You don't even go like, where are your parents? Any any parents here? Any adults? No, no. Our parents were like one question would lead to the deal of our parents are dead. This thing. As soon as a masked man asks me where my parents are, I'm going to be screaming. I need an adult. Not when you're that desperate for help because you, you need anybody. You're saying you need an adult. They all need somebody and nobody's helping them and they're just there. It, it just, it, it, there's no way that any other hero would have walked away from this. And then he goes off to just sit there and look over the city of the skyline. He's yep. creating a Looks plan like to help everybody in the long yeah, run. Yeah, but a plan will help somebody right now. You had a pizza party for assholes that haven't eaten in a day, but you leave little kids by themselves at night in a tent city. You've already shown, you said he doesn't know how to do it. So he had a pizza party. It's just ridiculous though. So, Again, my score isn't that low, um, but you do see that that one kid, he's heading to the tenth city and uh, because his dad's dead and yeah. Nightwing's <laughs> waxing poetic. I got to change things Does every here. kid know about the tenth city if you're homeless? <laughs> I don't know. I guess you And again, run. is this just a children's tenth city or is this where all the homeless are going or like the children have their own tenth city? Because I feel like the, the adult homeless are going to be robbing and pillaging the children homeless. The issue with that is ask, find out. You know what? Go around the corner, take off your goddamn Nightwing outfit and go and ask Dick Grayson, hey, everybody, what's going on here? You know, what's happening? 
and find out. Don't just sip away and then wax poetic on a rooftop. I got to do things with this. I got to be the safety net because people need you right now more than people needed a pizza party. Uh, you did have that deal where the kids try to steal a mobster's uh, freaking wallet, which is really stupid. But yeah, well, they, they end up know. doing that. Well, they don't, but I think you might. I mean, these guys look pretty tough standing around. They're street tough kids, and you end up having guys that are obviously a All right, guys. This guy's wearing a fedora, so we better not steal his wallet. Look, look at him. He can afford though. cafe seating. Yeah, and have two guys <laughs> just standing there like Secret Service agents looking around at everybody. They thought they were like Jay and Sally right Bob away, hanging though, up against the wall. You think that that is like an, e- like an easy take was Dick Grayson when he has pizzas in his hand they're trying to steal I just love the idea this guy, guy is and, helping us we better rob him <laughs> yeah i know well that's why he doesn't help them but uh and you get you know, my dick, grayson, dick grayson joins you know jumps in so that they don't get killed uh but nothing really comes from that it just goes from there and they track down the kids to this tent city deal and then dick grayson's going to end up with a safety i do like the idea i want to know if it's going to be anything going forward with the idea that you know nightwing as you know him has been gone for a long time with the rick grayson and even the nightwing squad but nightwing as protector of bloodhaven in a big way hasn't been around now with boss maroney and melinda and all of them seeing this going on like you know is this something that we now have to alert Blockbuster to? Is it going to change the dynamic of the crime flow that we know that there's a protector in Bloodhaven again to this degree? Even it's weird it's because when he came back, it seemed like word, taking you know, out word some got kids. Yeah. I mean, word got around when he came back then, and, and they did have that Nightwing squad still. Uh, maybe we could just forget about that and just say, oh, he's back. No, Jim. Everything matters. We're never well, going to yeah. be able to forget That's nothing. That's the problem, and, and I don't even know why they're like, oh, man. Is this the real one or is this another phony or whatever? Um, but yeah, by the end, I, I just was irritated with some of the things being surface level. Hey, look at how great Dick Grayson is. He's going to help anybody who needs help until he doesn't. And it's more of instead of a little problem that he's going to try to throw money or, you know, the bigger thing he wants to be the safety net. I would rather of him thought about the pizza party as I got to change something so these homeless people have somewhere to go to eat but help the kids in some way, at least just talk to them and find out what they're doing because it seems like an odd thing for a hero to walk and see. I don't see any parents or anything. Where where are the adults? And at least ask something. Like I said, I don't necessarily want him to take off the domino mask, but almost do something like that where he gets down on a knee, says, listen, kids, I'm not going to hurt you. They all, like I said, they're not really showing that much that they're they're going towards him and trying to talk and asking. They're not running away. So I think they're really desperate for some help. And he just kind of shoves it off and says, I'm not going to get upset that you stole my wallet. He's canceling that credit card immediately. It's like to off. imagine to the man without a heart shows up. Are you him? Who? Yeah. The man without a yes. Yes, I can scream and run. Yeah. Ah! run. Oh, my God. Are you him? Who? Not the heartless? No, the no, man no. works that, out of the shadows. Are you the man who runs away from kids being in harm? What, do you think I'm Nightwing? No, I'm the heartless. I'm, I'm not this. running towards that myself. Yeah, well, he's a hero, Eric. You are not. Uh, but yeah, I give it a 7.5. Over after all that, I actually did like the art. I like, you know, I do like that people can see what's a pretty cool Dick Grayson. I just love that first issue so much. And this threw other things in, like that three-legged dog, things like that, where, again, the three-legged dog, like you said, you want to show that people are bad, right? Hey, they're kicking the dog and they're going to shoot it. This is the same thing to me, but it's Bloodhaven now. Look what Bloodhaven does. You have kids that are homeless in the tent city. Dick Grayson has to see this, but he's not going to. So I ended up like, okay, I guess that three-legged dog's more important than four-year-olds, but that's fine. 
And so by the end, 7.5. Yeah, he should have brought those 16 four-year-olds over to his apartment. He has a billion dollars. I mean, he really could do a lot of things with that. Uh, Even when you had, at the end of the other Nightwing run, when you did have a bunch of people that were out displaced, we'd say, Eric, they, they were outdoors where you even Terrible had alcoholics. Don't give you them had, money. You had Bruce Wayne end up pretty much having a whole entire apartment building. Hey, you can all live there. And you hated so, that. But I'm saying though, that would be the split. That'd be better than leaving kids in at night by themselves in somewhere where they're petrified that somebody's going to hurt them. And he just goes away because it's a bigger problem. Then I got to, you know, I got to get the roots of this. Uh, so seven five. What what would you give it? I'd give it a seven point eight out of ten. I enjoyed this issue. I think more than the last issue because we're dealing with more stuff because we're expanding upon this idea of how a Nightwing would react now that he is the man with the money and how is like is being a Nightwing, you know, vigilante style, more important than actually saving the city as itself with somebody who has the means to do that. Now this little like back and forth about what he should do. I dig this going forward, and I really hope that Barbara Gordon remains on the book yeah, because I like having to. this person that Dick can talk to and use the exposition that we have going forward here. I just wish that we would deal more with the idea of what our new status quo is, why certain characters are here, and like, you know, have it all make sense in the long run. I just went to Grace, and he's there, and these kids, you know, it's about a week or two weeks later, and they, they see him. Oh, my God, that's that guy. Are, are you helping us? Well, I, I got the plan submitted. We're going to have, like, some things going. We're not going to break ground for another year and a half, but we'll be good, kids. By the time they get saved, they're, like, 80. They're dead. But, yeah, I the idea of what is important in the now to me kids in a homeless tent deal is more important than you know guys they getting more some, homeless guys needed so yeah they're gonna get dead uh the guys needing the pizza party uh is okay but i think that you know little little kids outdoors you know and petrified is a little more important but we'll go to catwoman number 30 this is the final book of the night, written by Ram V, art by Fernando Blanco, Jordi Bellar, and Tom Mapoltano. Ram V does a good job in this issue of mainly focusing on what we actually wanted, the hunt for poison ivy, though we don't get that far with it. But sure, we get Father Valley thrown in here. And really, who would ever hire this guy? But we find out why Riddler has been acting odd and even get some uh, deep throat action. Eric, we also get a Sexy. mysterious informant. <laughs> That's a joke. I like this gritty. Uh, Do you think the mysterious informant is Bruce? I actually thought it was Bullock. Okay, it's probably like matches Malone there with his deal smoking it up. But yeah, I actually think Match. that it might. I, I, I think it might be uh, Bullock is right. who it seemed like uh, because you know he has no job either. He's probably trying to live with those kids he's in a that PI. tent city, right? Yeah, he's trying. Remember, he wanted to start that with Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon, Gordon yeah. said no, so I don't know if he went. I got with Joker it. problems. Gordon was the money man in that situation. Uh, but I like the gritty street level Catwoman book, and I hope when the year is up, Selena doesn't put Batman back on her speed dial because I do. that would end up making things too easy. I, I do like seeing, you know, her have to figure stuff out herself, dealing with the underground that she would be more familiar with than. Obviously not the Joker, because that's bullshit. But you end up with all this. And we do get, you know, some answers. One of the things you said, I hope that we find out what the hell is going on with the Riddler. What happened he has to, to be the taking White Witch? some drugs. I don't know, Eric. Uh, 
We had this assassin who was sent out to kill the Riddler and was going after Catwoman. We had, you know, like Father Valley show up, give her a little like, you know, high side and then take off. I'm like, this was the big deal for this organization who had this drug to take out the Riddler and make sure that we get like, this is the continuation. Like, we got to shred all our newspaper. We got to get rid of this poison ivy. We got to do all this stuff. And also this weird, you know, white witch assassin. We don't know anything about. You got to go out here and take care of this. I think she just got out of that town because of the whole deal with Father Valley. He shoots first and then scriptures later. Eric is what he does. Um, but yeah, you end up and she might still be out there. I, I don't know. I mean, it was just weird that she wasn't in this because this was the new big character that we had to go after the Riddler. Father Valley, you and I both forgot about. And then he just shows up, takes a shot at the water. Like, all right, I don't know if like what he's doing. But even when he shows up here, it's like, okay, Father Valley, he's been hired by the Penguin to take Selena. I'm going to do it on my damn well time. You didn't hire me, boy. He's you the hired worst. God. But do, I'm like, do they have Yelp reviews I for these hitmen? They because really should. I, oh, my God. I said to you before we started recording, the only thing that makes sense in my mind is the penguin's getting so fucked over by Father Valley that he wants to pass it along. He's going to pay book, it forward. Where in my he, mind, should no longer be about Catwoman. It's all about Penguin not getting punked like he just did here where Father Valley kills all his men. I want him to send Deathstroke, all these other villains, against Father Valley for making him look like a punk right here because that's who the penguin is. He's not going to let this asshole tell him, you hire God, boy. And I'm like... I'm going to hire the devil now. I'm t- contract? I have a contract with God. I'm like, he paying your rent, asshole? I mean, really? You have a contract with me? You're I'm gonna a hitman. I'm going to get this the Catwoman when I'm good and ready. I'm like, no, no, you're like, do it now. I'm the goddamn thing. Like, listen, I got to go on on tour. Trent Reznor just called me. Now it's now, so get back together. I'm out of here. But yeah, the idea where when Penguin's done with all this nonsense, I can only imagine that you end up having Mr. Freeze coming. Like, hey, I heard that you hired that you know, Father Valley. And what's he like? Is he pretty cool? Oh, he sucked. He's, he's like, he's He killed awesome. all of my no, men and then freaking took a year forward. and a half to freaking kill the person I wanted to. And he had expenses were included. This asshole lived off me for a year and a half. That's why he's telling Mr. Freeze that he did a great job. He wants him to be fucked. He's like, I'm pay- I'm going to pass it on. Uh, because well, no, that's not no passing reason. it forward. That's passing it back. Well, that's I'm spiteful. saying somebody, somebody <laughs> obviously told him that this was a good idea. Like who told him early? Oh, I got to get this guy. Because this is ridiculous where he's like, nope, I'm going to kill her when the time. No, that's not what is going on here. Oh, by the way, I also don't want you killing my henchmen. Even going uh, through know. with Father Valley and doing his scriptures, he's murdering these people. It's like this. I'm not a weapon you point at another. I am no, no, no instrument of war. No, yes, no, no. I am the ender of wars. <laughs> yeah. I am the last bloodshed, the final recourse. Do you see? Like all contracts with God, Mr. Cobblepot, there is I, I no turning back. I hope you didn't pay him ahead of time. I, I mean, right now, cut off the Beware credit card the storm, that you gave him. He's quoting scripture. <laughs> like, I'm going to quote one thing. You're fired. I mean, there's no reason. Killed all his men right here. I am tired of everybody making the penguin look like a punk. It's one of my favorite Batman villains of all time, especially when you, you know, take away the idea. Because I do love to see him with, you know, a, like a gun umbrella or something like that. Getting back to the roots of the character. But now over the like decades that we've elevated him to this mob boss figure, somebody who runs Gotham and like is a public figure who everybody knows is bad. You can't do something like this against him and get away with it oh he, he's doing it uh later uh, if i if i my memory serves right with the solicits there is the tie-in with Hazriel and the whole saint dumas coming up with him this as well, needs to so. end with the penguin using like i said a gun umbrella and shooting that motherfucker in the face 
I actually think and not wah, everybody's going to get this is what I think is he's going to rip off his liquid skin. He's Aaron, Eric, and he's going to look the same and then walk Aaron, off. Yeah, yeah, because that makes <laughs> why sense. Why would you end up having Father tell you that was Bruce? Like it's some weird shit going on. Uh, he's the yeah, informant. He's Father Valley because he's even though he's Catwoman and him took a break for a year, he's that like he's that like needy with a freaking as a boyfriend. He's always constantly there stalking her to make sure that she's okay. The hell with it. She's not even in Gotham. She's in some Matrix shit that he set up. She's there. He's she in that freaking she's in, that dream world that he creates every year. That Tomasi yeah, that's said. That's what it is. That crazy. <laughs> it might as well party be the deal. American Dad, the goo. Yeah, that's what I think of yeah. the goo. Uh, but yeah, and then, you know, Father Valley's like, all right, it's raining here. I'm going to get out of here. And that's actually that whole I Father, Father Valley, Valley. Thing nonsense. But I do like the stuff with Selena trying to figure out what's going on. You do end up having the Riddler say, you know, I'm like, I like the speed. I like it. I got the Adderall and stuff. And plus, they're cutting this shit with some weird poison ivy stuff and boy it's how does the riddle know it's poison ivy because he talks about idea of he like says trying that to, he looked into he it looks he into it he's, exactly it. because the thing is the th- stuff they cut the drug with the uh, like the uh, seriously the eric it's it's leaves is more is addictive than the drug itself and now he's hooked on it so he needs to find out more because at one point this person cut him off from his drug and which is going through terrible withdrawal so he's doing riddle research looking at this which he should but the idea that I mean, he breaks this down oh yeah that's some Pamela yeah. Isley right there. That's some pine needles. I got it there. He's going. He's so mad to him. How'd you he's figure this out? Drum. She's, uh, in, she's you. in a green vet. Poison Ivy's in the goo, essentially. And all of a sudden, it's like, somehow we're doing something that's a part of Poison Ivy, adding to speed. And like, Riddler's like there. He says he yeah. analyzed it. I guess that he was What do you analyze that with? It's got Pamela Isley's DNA that you have Damn on file. Damn right it does. Like, I think this is Isley. That's what it is. It just felt like um, a weird turn to me that I'm just this glad is the that recourse. it ends up like I was afraid that there was going to be nothing about it or whatnot. And at least they show he was addicted. He is obsessed. He's a smart guy. Well, that's I the thing. Mean, he He's been like this for a long him. time. And yeah, the, yeah. the idea like, well, when, when did we first deal with that metal? Or was yeah. it post metal? Was it the beginning of Titans run, I think? What I like about it, though, is because you're going through this idea that if, if he just did this, though, and eh, they cut him off. It's highly addictive. But he seems to be going through like a month wall crazy withdrawal that he wants to go where, you know, he might have been able to stop chasing that dragon. He still wanted it. The only thing that did stop him was Father Valley shooting him. And then at the end, you're going to see Father Valley say, I was trying to help you out with that. I think that Father Valley at the end is going to show that he's playing both ways. And he did shoot the Riddler because he had a shot at, at Selena didn't take it. He shot the Riddler instead. And I think that you're going to get that convoluted deal at the end of, it was always his plan to kind of take down all these God's people plan. and then leave. Yeah. Because he is a man of God. I don't know if you know that Aaron. Um, but I yeah, am the ender of war. It's the last bloodshed. I, I, dude, I know you say this every time we hang out. Would you yeah, shut you up do. with all this? I'm just I mean, freaking pour me a drink. Uh, you know, stop with the Bible, please. Johnny Bible. Can we go to the I movie? You're going to make us late for the trailers, and I love watching he, he the trailers. He actually is like, listen, if I want this sort of bullshit talk, uh, I'll go watch Pulp Fiction with Samuel L. Jackson. He does it a lot better than you, as You're Deuteronomy, seriously. But he doesn't act like that to people. This is something he says before he kills me. Seems like Father Valley just walks around always chanting this shit. He's like, this is why nobody Isn't hangs out with you. Isn't he almost going to kill you everywhere he goes? I mean, he's almost going to shoot at you and things. But if I know that Julius is going to start spouting scripture I, i'm gonna duck i'm gonna run because i know he's about to kill my ass i just start eating bacon in front of him and really piss his ass off uh, yeah you know, uh, uh, but you end up where he figures out there must be something going on he ends up going with the idea and it, it is again you're gonna 
push this forward, but there's so much going on in this book that I don't mind it because, you know, Riddler, he's kind of smart. Hey, I just looked to see who had the electric on. It was this warehouse that was supposed to be shut down. It was like they had a power plant going on. I figured out that where they were, but they're, they're gone because Selena goes. And it's almost like, did he dupe us? Was this? But he didn't because they are there getting everything out seemingly to try to shut things down because Selena had shut down the drug deal. And that goes back to the Kadeem mob and things of she went after them instead of uh, Jack's, I believe it was, the whole deal. I can't remember what her uh, yeah, Rollins, Pitt Rollins was, uh, who was the gun runner. And Selena had decided, she even mentions it a little bit in this, the idea where I want to get the drugs out before the guns. So she went after the Kadeem mob. They know now that people are on this, that whole deal that you had Hadley take down with that evidence and things so they've got to get shit out and they're burning stuff selena's afraid that they're going to be burning pamela uh they aren't because you end up having this guy who is a collector he is eric uh and he has her and i'm thinking the idea of this where hey i'm gonna invite all these assholes over and show my i don't know people squeal Right, like the idea, like okay, you have a painting that's I don't fine. think that, like school, especially with certain people who I think you know are going to have like, illegal stuff themselves on the black market. Well, seriously, you're almost playing that this is eyes wide shut nonsense. You're going to come in that's and they're doing the wacky dollars. shit, right? Look, if you and have so over a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account, it's always eyes wide shut in my mind. Yeah, well, you end up having I think you have fifty dollars, and I'm already for eyes wide. <laughs> I got shut. my domino mask. Who we fucking? <laughs> yeah, really? I mean, really? Who wants it? Uh, but yeah, so I Selena got a Burger and, King coupon. What's going on tonight? Damn right, I got a I'm bonus a rich card. man. What am I doing now? Uh, but yeah, you end up seriously. The eyes wide shut that we're involved with is this in the back alley behind Sid the deal. Hart Roy. His first name is S I D D H A R T. If anybody's name is Siddhart, they're doing eyes wide shut bullshit. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say they're doing well for themselves. Which yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, what it means. means. <laughs> and uh, it's funny though because you want to have this. <laughs> This guy who just wants to display Pamela because you want to get her. You don't look want to at this naked lady I have in my goo. Yeah, <laughs> look not, at this I'm green naked you, lady. I'm not coming to your house, Sidarm. This is your fool me with this gross shit again. You guys like the sea monkeys? Well, I got the tank green lady, and so you yeah, end up where yeah, I'm not. It's a lady in the water. We're gonna do that. Um, and look at <laughs> look at that crowd there. And plus, Selena shows That's up. It's a high and they, they do not look really, right? But yeah, you end up having this mysterious figure because Selena does track down these trucks. She thinks that maybe that Pamela is dead, but then she has the stray say, "No, no, no, boss. You know, they only had papers and things. They're they're trying to get their tracks. You know, cover those." And then you get who I think is Harvey Bullock, whoever it is, comes in and he's like, "Hey, lady." <laughs> Uh, it's such yeah, a weird idea, though, because we have the strange informant to make sure that the story keeps going forward because we can't have a reason for not Selena to find out who likes, this is. Not but everybody like, likes the eyes wide shut, Eric. No, and not only that, just the idea we have somebody who's doing – You think it could be the butler just as an aside? No, because the party's going on around the same time in no, my mind. No, it says, it says the party's like the next day. She has to go and uh, do that, and she has the invitation. She has to forge it, so she needs well, some Well, whoever time. this is for, like, has to be rich enough in my mind to get an invitation and then be able to forge one. That's what I'm saying. Could it be the butler? Because then all of a sudden you have that guy there – and maybe he's just had enough of this nonsense. He's seen things that people should I still think it's Bruce say. Wayne for whatever reason. Now he's lighting that cigarette. I'm like, that's Matches Malone. <laughs> it would be funny. Just call me Matches. <laughs> but again, you do. 
Is it a dupe then earlier to say, hey, uh, I'm not getting a hold of Batman because we said we'd have a year off. That's like to throw you off the set yeah. of the But even this whole maybe. thing is like all these drug dealers' trucks, these gigantic trucks with all their paperwork. I just like to imagine, too, it's all this idea. It's like all that drug dealer paperwork. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but it's shredded up. But we're going to the scrapyard to the incinerator, and Selena stop us because she wants to make sure the poison ivy's not on this. And we get the truck stopped. We beat up some people to have our you know regular action scene where it goes nowhere ultimately because poison ivy's not there it's like well what do we do now i don't know mysterious man in the shadows you're looking for the poison ivies aren't you well i'll tell you exactly where she is and how to get there i'm like well thank god for you mysterious man because this book was going nowhere up the drugs eric and and really there's no drugs left selena ended up you know going in uh hadley ended up taking that warehouse down that's why they're like we got to get rid of any sort of evidence that pushes towards anybody because they did get they're only pushing poison ivy meth all the drugs. Okay, God, we got to get this shit out of there. Uh, and I think the only thing that says Poison Ivy is she's interesting and important. You're not going to just shred her, Bern. Uh, but yeah, you do have that. I'm going like to use her said, as art. The deep throat deal where it does push you towards there. But really, isn't that what happened in Watergate, Eric? Without it, we would have been stopped, right? Right, you know, what do you mean uh, we would have been stopped? We would have never. I'm saying we wouldn't have had a story then. Richard Nixon would have won his presidency 17 to He'd still be president. So uh, it's but yeah, they end up going off to this party. And yeah, there's there's trouble there. How much for the little girl? This is what they're going to say at the end. Selena's like, like this? Look at me. The- I love the idea that you have this as if we don't know that's Selena. Hey, I think I'm going to get this for myself <laughs> oh my god it's selena you got uh, the mysterious man here the party is invite only you shouldn't have too much trouble forging these i imagine i'm like why do i gotta forge these and it's like the weird idea like i have the invitations i'm telling you exactly where to go i, and think, the it's, I, I think it's blank, how do you know all this you'll have your answers in good time but for now all you didn't know is that i'm a friend I'm a friend and by the way and you're gonna need friends where you're going get, selena kyle don't get that too wet just the even calling her Selena run. Kyle right there. Yeah, like, she gets surprised. Yeah. Which, in my mind, even though it's going from Tom King's initial run, everybody should know that Selena yeah, Kyle is Catwoman at this point. Yeah, she's like, what? What do you... Uh, <laughs> and and okay, because he pulls a Batman disappearing act. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think it's Bullock. He's spry. Yeah, because Bullock's going to be shuffled uh, away. And you're going to hear his thighs yeah. rubbing together trying I'm to get out of there. You, he falls up against some of those trucks. Oh, man. Don't look at I me. better look up because it doesn't smell like cat piss <laughs> oh, anymore. My oh, my God. God, he's gone. Uh, he, he's there. He's there. The, the tell uh, is usually the cigar. He's undercover. He's smoking cigarettes. <laughs> he is undercover. And again, this is only because Gordon wouldn't go with PI stuff. He's like, I got to do this <laughs> bullshit. Oh, my God. Uh, but I, I think, obviously, it's somebody who. It's somebody who wants her to save Poison Ivy and, and more so, I think, take down this guy. This guy's a piece of shit. It's going to be so weird, though, if it is Batman, though. The idea that Batman has to swoop in and make sure that Selena Kyle is capable enough to do this job she right. She would have been in a dead end. It yeah. would have been funny. It's like, and then he, he won't reveal himself. Be, and she's like, thank she's God. Know. Bat, thank God Batman didn't help. She would have known with his voice. Because even the idea when they say, like, I can't go to him. We just, we talked about having a year off. They're doing nothing but telling you it's Batman <laughs> in this. But, but he didn't call her cat. So it can't be. Selena and, Kyle. <laughs> she's like, yeah, you want to hear my biggest regret? So get out of here. Uh, but she does use the invitation. And then he's like, he goes away. Thanks, what did she Kat. go with this whole thing? Like when they go and she I goes to the party, it's like, this way, Madame Lefelin. Lefelin. Yeah. 
She's not going with the names. Oh, what is, is that a French name? What does it mean, madame? Oh, it, it means the, the villain. It means that I'm a crook. Oh, ooh, and, like, that's I, very I can't remember special. her alley town kids. If this is shoes, skid marks, whatever. I think it's shoes, actually. But I'm like, and you let this girl with a freaking neck tattoo show up. I'm like, you're not fooling anybody. Well, you're riff raff. Get out of here. Who invited you? I, I like the idea where I come in next and I have my fortune. They're like, oh, here we go, Mr. Fat Ass. I'm like, oh, it's Fatas, please. I mean, I'm fancy. Fatas. And then we go in, and then I, I, I shit my pants, Eric, because I see weird stuff, and I'm a prude. I'm a good boy, Eric. I'm like, I don't know. It's weird stuff uh, that you're a prude. All they're doing is walking around with champagne. Oh, no. no yeah, really. What are they drinking? So who's the designated drivers in here? What are you guys doing? You're playing you're with such fire. such a buzzkill. I'm yelling at them. I'm all yelling. <laughs> That's what you would hey, be. If you, if you were a DC villain, your name would be Buzzkill. That would be pretty good. I just. I think your name like, would be Buzzkillian. Buzzkillian. Yeah, that would be good. And I, for some reason, I think of Buzz from the Home Alone song, probably a redhead. And I, I show up and I'm like, whoa, 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 everybody. This might look good, a pizza party from Dick Grayson, but really, watch your cholesterol. And then I go off. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 Dick Grayson. Oh, wait a minute. He didn't help the homeless. Yeah, never mind. I'm out of here. Uh, but yeah, by the end of this, I actually like the art. And I do like oh, I, enjoy I the like art. this issue, actually. And yeah. You did force that deal. I didn't even really think of the idea because I did like her going off to this party, whatnot. It is a little forced. You're, you're not going to have, you're at, you have a dead end there. But I did like that he did show us what happened with the Riddler, why he was at Did they strange. tell us why she knew just, about these trucks full of shredded paper from the drug dealers were going to the incinerator that night? Yeah, she ended up, that was the deal that they were in that warehouse. She went to go to it. And then realized that they had been taking those out. So they were, you know, clearing house because mm-hmm. the Riddler told them to go to there. That's where all the power was coming. So when she went there, she saw the trucks and okay. then got a hold of the other strays to go off and make sure. For whatever reason, when she was things, going and waiting for the trucks, they were talking about, oh, they're on their way to the incinerator. I'm like, is that just a spot that people know about? Because I don't know if it's just like, I don't know a lot of things. But when I think, oh, shit, they're going, like, guys I don't know where the incinerator is if I need to go to it. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been funny is as they're waiting, they're like, hey, uh, strays, did you see Poison Ivy? No, no, no. But we saw this penguin looking dude throwing a lot of bodies, dead bodies in there and really wow, pissed wow. off. He's just yelling about some Father Valley for some reason. I don't know what's going on. He seems really angry. He's an angry little guy with their, with his umbrella. But yeah, really, that Father Valley should never be hired again by anybody. They need to have a review system. In I the need the penguin to kill him so, so bad. So you end up like, who are the good and the bad hitmen? Because this guy is awful. Deathstroke, pretty good, Eric. Right? You know, that, and I don't know. Who's the last person you saw Deathstroke kill? <laughs> I don't know. He slays me. Every I, time he, he shows up, now, he's going up against Batman. I'm like, well, no, I know he's not killing him. That's <laughs> like, the he evil. even slit penguins That's because neck. of it. It is shit. Yeah. That's the evil villain known as the editor, Eric. That's making him not kill anymore. Uh, he used to do some really questionable things, Eric. Real questionable. I don't know. Who would you say now is the, the biggest one? You know, Deadshot, he's dead. I would uh, say Cheshire. Cheshire. Okay. Hire her ass. She killed us, Eric. You sure know? did. So, yeah, uh, that's a little deep cut for anybody knows uh but yeah what would you give this i didn't give this 6.5 out of 10 i enjoy the story for the most part i just found a lot of things very convenient here and the idea of the father valley just being thrust upon us with no mention of the white witch and it's going against the plans like you know pray i don't alter it any further out of nowhere i'm like 
I don't know what you've done so far, except for just be a guy who shows up and I'm just like be a nuisance without actually doing your job. It just feels weird. And having Catwoman not being able to get this job done without a mysterious stranger fell off to me too. But I like the art and I, I want to see where we're going because the Poison Ivy aspect is great now, to me. I just yeah, want to see like more that. of it. I'm giving an eight, and I'll go with the idea that, number one, uh, Selena may need help because she isn't used to doing this sort of thing, and especially something that is almost on the good side of stuff. She's used to going to places now. You end up having that deep throat deal that does get her in a position of what she's good at, what she knows how to do. She's going to go in and try to steal Poison Ivy from right under everybody's noses. That's more of her thing. I think that this is showing without Batman, and that mention is to show that she is a little bit over her head trying to be a good person she's trying to i mean in all of this she is trying to clean up Alleytown. she wants to get the drugs out this leads now with the whole deal with the white witch the only thing that i would think is with the whole corporation here going and shredding and dicing and slicing and burning stuff i don't think there's a lot of money going around and, and an assassin who was hired to do this sort of thing i don't know is really hip on staying in town you already see that they're clearing house so i think that i wish you would have seen that i wish that they would have said that but i can say that this organization has kind of shut down things on the you know surface deal to kind of get the heat off that they wouldn't have the white witch going around and i can go with that but i do wish that they would have said something father valley just made me giggle because of the idea that penguin hired you guy why are you killing his henchmen? I mean, it's one thing to say, whoa, 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 I do things on my own pace. But then you start killing people. That's weird. Like, I'm not going to pull the trigger on the Selena Kyle. Yeah. And I'm going to kill your henchmen. I mean, why couldn't they I got a get boot the, knife. It's pretty you know, cool, deal? huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. All of a sudden, it looks like a scene from Bloodsport in the alley. He's going after everybody. They're rocking socket. But yeah, why didn't he... You know, stop a little and say, hey, you guys, I'm going to go read scripture. I may kill you in a month, too. He's just all out there. Um, But, yeah, even with that, did you think that the Penguin was a huge threat? I know they drew guns on this guy, but it's because he was a threat himself. Like, the idea of him just wanting to get what he paid for seemed to really trigger uh, Father Valley. He doesn't like that, Eric. Uh, but yeah, overall, well, even the idea where like it's the, like, uh, like, you know, like Riddler is something that we have to deal with. And we've seen it before where Riddler and Penguin are pretty tight for the most part, even though when Riddler's not a meth head and shit like that. So the idea that Riddler did get hurt and he's associated with Penguin, like, I don't like this either, Father Valley. You're not getting the job done. Please, please just freaking do what I asked you to do and what I paid you to do. Yeah. He's just doing what he wants. I mean, well, God why, told me. I, I don't care what God told you. I'm talking yeah, about me right like, now and the, the fucking money you took from me to do God. something. That's you're in God's business. I just like I the mean, idea is like you made later. a contract with God. No, no, I didn't. I made a contract yeah. with a man no. in a freaking leather sh- like jacket. Yeah. Somebody that goes told down me you were a good for assassin. They said you had good aim. I don't know what's happening because yeah, I, I yeah, you you didn't hire a what? Yes, I did. You know, I, I need you to do what you're supposed I, to I, do. I'm pal. Just like I hate Gotham. Anybody who hire fucking belongs in Arkham. Yeah, I, I just get the idea that Father Valley, if you are his boss, you do not want to. Give him an evaluation. God is my you, boss. You're going to get sliced. Right, everything's like that. No, he isn't. You just keep saying, you have to keep reminding him. It's like all of a sudden him. you get a, at the door, it's the landlady. She's asking for her, like last week's rent and type of thing like this. God's my landlord. No, 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 he's not. No, I am. God it's holds me. my wallet. Yeah, uh, he's not, no, he doesn't. He's not returning my calls right now. Uh, well, he might not be, but that's not the case. Yeah, it's like he gets arrested. Like, no, no, God is not the judge and jury or whatever. It's it's us. You just walks get, up to a hot dog stand, takes thing. a hot dog, dips his hand right in there. What are you doing? <laughs> this is God's hot dog. <laughs> this is God's hot dog stand. 
No, it isn't. Then you look, that guy's John God, and he did name it that. He's like, I knew this was going to bite me in the ass one day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all of it going on. And then you end up having Father Valley smells like that hot dog water for the rest of the day. It's real disgusting, though I like that smell. But still, uh, overall, he's wacky. And there's no reason that he should ever be around just because he's an awful employee. But yeah, I give it an eight. Uh, and what's your book of the week? Oh, my book of the week is Nightwing number 79. Yeah, and mine is Catwoman. So I did enjoy it just for what that was. And yeah, so let's see what we're going to talk about next week and see, you know, what we can agree and disagree on. Eric, two of these books will be on the Patreon spotlight picked by the badasses to get fresh crew. <laughs> Beep, boop. And if you want to listen to that, go over to patreon.com slash weird science. You can listen to all of the things, all of the things, Eric. We have like almost 2,000 podcasts that you can listen to. Uh, isn't that great? Uh, you have Action oh. Comics number 1030 that will continue the deal and get us closer and closer to War World. Uh, I don't want to go to War World. How that is. Well, it's, you're not the one Superman's who's like destroyed War World like twice in the last year. Well, then you could be rest assured that he'll do it again. Eric Batman Superman number 17. It, what was the projectionist or the filmmakers? Those the guys were going to end up, you know, Dead stream, end I up with that deal with the. Gene Luan Yang and see how that all ties. Wait, 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 wait. I actually know. I was naming the backup to Superman. What were you talking about? Batman no, Superman? The Batman Superman, yeah, where you ended up having the thing with all the film and those crazy oh, guys. Oh, I that forgot about that. Yeah. On the, the weird camera alien headed dudes who uh, have filmed that to another reality. I, I don't know what's happening, but I look forward to it. Yeah, we have Detective Comics number 1035. Maybe we'll see Bruce Wayne. In the sewers, making more of his back caves, Eric, maybe. But we also have That's the only reason I think. On. I wanted to bring this up during the Just League review. The only reason that Superman is really gung ho about bringing Black Adam in is because he sees a uh, Batman broing out with Ghostmaker and he needs to yeah, try to really. make him jealous he right now. Somebody. He's like, I don't know. You're my new best friend, Black out. Adam. You oh want to go play God. some foosball like hey, the Batman Black does? Adam, you want to go to my cave? He's like, I don't know, but that sounds sexy. I mean, it really does. But I, this I got fortress doesn't to have do. to be so solitude, Black Adam. Could, you can come I, over yeah, too. Really. I could just, he's, and he's like, man, I really thought Black Adam was gonna be cool, but he's always bitching him out about conduct. I don't need that. <laughs> he's always going up to save his people. I don't need that. I need I a wish bro. Bruce to stop hanging out with Ghostmaker. He's like, holy crap! Get get that freaking Constantine on the line. Uh, you know, and not only am I smokers weak or jokers, with magic, but with I'm also weak with that jawline. Get him I'm over also here. weak in the knees. Yes. Well, that's why I have to go down. Harley Quinn number two. I don't know what's happening. Harley Quinn number two. We like that first issue. It just has Riley Rossimall yeah, in it, though. So we'll see. Maybe it will be decent enough. A book that everybody, everybody downtown, Quakertown's talking about. Robin number one. All we'll right. See what's up with Damien? Maybe we'll get that get, legal Lazarus you know, going on. Legal Lazarus, the tournament fighting things, all that going on. Maybe somebody will have the dim mock and then they'll say, no, bottom brick. And then it'll be cool. Teen Titans no. Academy number two. I'm guessing that's going to go heavy with the Red X. That's just me. Eric. Hopefully. I just really want to get that mystery out of the way because it's the least interesting thing going on in Teen Titans Academy in my mind. Well, I heard that Tim Sheridan said that that is at least a hundred issue run of just that story. But well, you're also that. a liar, so it's but okay. We'll see. I know that uh, the solicitors in July still talking about it, so you have that. But uh, that's that, Eric. That is the podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, uh, Brandon, for emailing in. Uh, and thanks, Batfan9631, for changing that iTunes review. Eric, I give him props with that. And everybody, if you want to mail in, email us at Weird Science. 
DCComics at gmail.com. All these things will be in the show notes. Go over to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And again, check out our Patreon. Give us a little hands up. What do you say? Do what? You know, help. Uh, a little inspiration. Oh, hands up. Go up there. Freeze. Down. Hands up. Freeze, baby. Ah, uh, that is Weird Science. Uh, what is I don't it? think those weird pills are working science. for you. Weird Science. Patreon.com. Weird Science slash Weird Science. No, it's just that I have too many other things that I say at the end of these things that they all get mixed up in my head. Write it down, I'm like man. the Riddler. I'm warped. I, I'm not going to write them down. What am I going to do? You write them down. You okay. do this at the end. Here we go. Go, you go through them. You know, I'll do it. Then next week you can do it. You okay. can end it all up. Uh, Don't forget that, to rate, though. review, and subscribe wherever you get your fine podcasts. Yeah, not all of them have rate and reviews, Eric, so you're off right there. There's only a couple that allow that. I think that you're going to get people very confused. They're going to say, I don't know how to rate and review. No, but yeah, if you can. Uh, but again, we don't tell you if it's going to be good or bad. Just do a review. But that's it. That's the podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. And Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Keep week. it weird. And we'll weird. see you in seven. See you in seven.